Hey family, welcome back. Redeem Podcast episode 21, the first podcast of the year 2021. And we're excited with us today. We have Pastor Dave Nzunza of Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs, here to drop some wisdom on us, share a little bit about balance with ministry and family life, shared with us about discipleship, even about marriage. And it was really cool to sit down with a guy who poured into Mikey Sanchez and myself, and still does to this day. So check this out, share it. Here we go. Sorry. You know, one thing about having a big mic with a cookie, <laughs> some of the crumbs fall there. <laughs> so you go... <laughs> <laughs> you save some for later? <laughs> you can hear it. You can hear it for oh, later. man. All right. Well, let's pray. And then we'll uh, talk about Is the praying part, part of the mic? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's oh. part of it. <laughs> uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for my brothers here. But Father, just um, thank you for my friends. I pray, Father, that you continue to uh, bless this podcast, Father. May you just use it as a time, Father, of fellowship, of, uh, of learning, Father, of discipleship. And I pray, Father, you just bless this conversation. We love you, Father. We thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Dave, how you been? Been, been well. Right on. How was your New Year's? Uh, quiet. Yeah. 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 Everything's quiet. Well, mm. We had a great, um, our church, Calvary Chapel Golden Springs, uh-huh. had a wonderful New Year's Eve service. Okay. So it was really good, uh, minus Nick. But uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, we yeah, know. yeah. We won't go there. <laughs> but no, Nick is good where yeah. the camera yeah, 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 yeah. is. Some of the cameras on. Nothing's wrong with them. Right but uh, but it's just a matter of just moving forward and moving people in the mm. right direction. Yeah. I think after a year of uh, almost a year of COVID now, mm-hmm. that people have kind of finally have, you're accepted it now. Yeah. It's just yeah. part of life. Mm. And uh, and that's just the biggest challenge, whether you stay indoors, you lock in, or you move around and you mm. recognize what you have to do with the COVID. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. That's it's the really debate starting. right now. It's, well, it's sad. It's I mean, you can't even debate anymore, right? Everybody is, I think we've all had enough of what everybody else has opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you can say it's science, mm. but it is science. I mean, it's just a matter of whose opinion on the science it is, it right? Is, yeah. And that's what it is. There's definitely, it's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, an auntie of mine passed away. Uh, one of the, this young, well, she's not a young lady. They're about our age and it's a mm-hmm. family that's been part and her two sisters passed away mm-hmm. and within a few days of each other. Right. My, I have an uncle who just, just passed away. Just passed away. Yeah. And matter of fact, I think she, the sister, one, the one sister died last, uh, what, are we, what day are we? Saturday. Mm-hmm. So they died earlier this week and then the mm-hmm. one died yesterday. Wow. And so this is a real, I mean, COVID's real. I mean, it's you real, can't right. say it isn't. And I think that's that's important too because you're you're not choosing a side by admitting it's real, right? It's not like you're standing on one side of the tracks, which which seems like people are trying to turn it into like you're either against or pro or whatever. But you got to be a fool to to deny that it's something going oh, on. Yeah, yeah you know? I mean, it's not. To me, it's kind of like I, it's probably the flat earthers. Yeah, the same ones. That are <laughs> it's not real. That's yeah. right. It's not real. The COVID. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah. And so those are the ones. <laughs> See, sorry for all the flat. Earth. Am, I, am I supposed to look hey, at that's the camera? A real, that's a real. Okay. That's a real group. Have you run across any flat earthers? Oh yeah, yeah. They're a lot of fun. Have you really? Sure, sure. Oh, Do they come to the I chapel? I put then? my cookie back. Yeah, that's you okay. can. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, I okay. noticed. I laughed when you did it. Um, <laughs> I don't have a napkin. Yeah, you, you can give uh, this guy that's a napkin. That's okay. I'll go. No, there's a tissue right there. Max, hand him a tissue. Am I supposed to like it? There you go. Yeah. 
Thanks, man. Here you go. No. Um, I have a I have a question, Dave. I don't think I I just never really asked you, and I'm I'm kind of curious. Um, no. so I know I know how you got saved. Like we've talked about it, not because you're big, you're not huge on testimonies and not all that stuff. Mm. But I I am curious, like when you when you got saved, one of the things one of the things that you emphasize a lot to young guys, I remember super clearly when we first started hanging out, is knowing your calling. So for you, do you remember like where in after your walk with the Lord started that you started to realize you had a calling or is that something that just slowly developed and then later on you knew more about it or I think things are different today uh-huh. or someone gets saved I want to be a pastor right or you start serving but you never teach but I want to be a pastor right uh, and so I think because of all the media that's around everybody wants to be a pastor until you discover mm. you don't want to change your lifestyle and then mm. you say I don't want to be a pastor <laughs> But right, you've already told a hundred people that you are. That's right. You've already yeah. got it, and, and, you know, and so that's where it's at. But I think it's just a matter that you just the the greatest way is just start serving. It took me mm. years. Mm. It did. Um, I got saved. Uh, I think it was well. It is. It's thirty seven years ago now. Wow. wow. In nineteen eighty three, at the, right around this time. Mm. And then you had to finally figure out what um, sin is. Right. I mean, you really did. I mean, I drank like I'm, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was the, you know, we were troublemakers, right, we were right. gang members yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And then I got saved and God was supposed to save this girl that I was, we were together, you know, and mm. I was never, I was a terrible man, you know, right. kid, you know, and then I got saved and well, God, you got to save her now, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, she didn't get saved. Right. And so I think I gave God like 14 days, seven You gave weeks. him his ultimatum. <laughs> I, I wrote it out. I did similar we, things. I was 21. Yeah. You I, know did what simi- I, mean? I did similar things. And yeah. so I'm waiting and she never did get saved. And so forget it, got him. Go out, my partners go drink. Hmm. And I did. I went out and got drunk on a skunk. And You didn't keep your end of the deal, God. Huh? That's right. You didn't keep your end of the deal. So I'm free to go, yeah, you know? Yeah. So um, I got drunk and... And we went surfing the mm. next day. It was on a Sunday, probably. It mm. had to have been a Sunday. Mm. And I go paddle out. I'm drunk. And, well, hung Hung over, yeah. yeah. After a night of being yeah. drunk, yeah. And, and these kids paddle up next to me. And, uh, you know, I was Mexican. and had a little chola right on my board and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there. But I didn't say anything. And they paddle up and they talked about they went to church. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, for the first time in my life, I wanted to tell them I knew Christ, but I was so hungover, I was mm-hmm. convicted. Mm. And I didn't discover, wow, the love of God. Mm. It never was like that. Mm. How do you define the love of God to somebody who didn't know Nothing, really yeah. what love is, <laughs> yeah, right? right? Yeah. But I knew what conviction was after mm. that. Mm. And that's really what changed everything. Now, did you have any background with Christianity before that? No, no. I had no conviction either. (laughs) (laughs) Not before that. Not before that, no. And so I had to learn to grow up. I mean, learn to grow in my walk. Mm. But there wasn't this like, okay, sit down, spirituality. There Mm. was no disciple. There was Pastor Raw. I got saved at 21. My partner took me to church. A few of us had went, and he's still going today. You know, Mm, we had had dinner last week. Beautiful guy, you know Mm. what I mean? And we're now... I was 21, he was 22, we got saved. 
And uh, he's now going to be, he's going to be 60 this year. I'll be 59 already. Mm -hmm. So you can see the years have gone by already, but he's still at the church and Mm -hmm. and growing. And, and uh, here we are, you know, he chooses, he's a working man. He works hard. He's a big man, big Indian. Mm. And, uh, (laughs) but he is a big man. But it's just the way it is, you know what I mean? So you just grew, but I remember then it was that, you had to get away from everything, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. Where would you go, right? Mm-hmm. You guys know. I went to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I moved to Hawaii in 84. Got away. I was there to, you know, get away from my partners, get away from everything, and just started growing. Pastor Raw, it was so cool because I told him I had to get out of the neighborhood, get away from everything. And he goes, far out, man. You go, and I'll send you a bunch of cassettes. And he did. Mm-hmm. I, I, he wrote me a letter, and I still have the letter somewhere. You know, yeah, that's twenty yeah. something years later. Wow. I have the letter with me right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of important. <laughs> no, yeah, that's cool. And so you started listening to the tapes. Mm-hmm. There were cassettes at the time, you know, and you just started growing. There was yeah. nothing. It was like anybody else. There's no evolution mm-hmm. to my growth. Evolution is kind of a. That's another. No, word no, yeah, I got time. you. Yeah. But you just start maturing, but it right. still yeah. took a lot. So, so there isn't, and and that that's kind of like, there isn't like a defining moment in that. Got you. No, I came mm-hmm. back in '85, and had to figure it out where I was at, and I started getting involved in ministry in mm-hmm. 1985, and I still had to figure it out. You know, the first time they put me into two year olds, I threw up. <laughs> yeah, it's, that is a defining moment. <laughs> I discovered I couldn't be with babies. You know, they oh, stunk. Wow. You know, yeah. and I did. I threw up in there, and I, and, and uh, the youth, the children's ministry pastor, mm-hmm. he said, ah, you know what? I think you need to go somewhere else, you know? <laughs> right. But I didn't leave ministry. I just got to the older classes. Mm. And then I got a fifth and sixth grade mm-hmm. class. At, uh, the lady was, that was the teacher there. She was pregnant. Mm. And then when I got there, I was there with her for probably about a month. And then she started, uh, um, it was a bad labor. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. stepped out of ministry. So I took over the class. Mm. Oh, gosh. Hmm. Man, right away, a little homos, you know, can I say homos? (laughs) (laughs) But I had to learn. You can't say that Mm -hmm. to kids, you know. Hey, you little kids, shut up, you little gay kids, you know, because it's nice with an homo. (laughs) Dave, you can't tell the kids to shut up. You can't can't call them gay. gay. (laughs) So I had to learn about etiquette, etiquette, uh, being proper, you know, Mm -hmm. growing up and Mm -hmm. And uh, it takes time. And so you go ahead. No, yeah. So like just picking up kind of what you're putting down, it, you know, sort of removing like this idea of like, oh, I'm at some moment God's going to come and tell me you're you're going to do this. And you're talking more about the maturity of a man, like mm. as a person progresses and, and they walk with the Lord and they're in the word and they're in fellowship, they they mature. And, and you just see the fruit of the maturity of, of a man as he grows as a Christian. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, and you can't put a time limit on people. That's it, Sal. You got to do it the way Mikey does it or do it the way I do it. Right. You know what? How many times have we seen people come, yeah. go, come back, mm. yeah. go, come back, or just come and go or whatever? Right. Mm. So you never want to learn to write people off. Oh, I did when I was younger. Mm. And um, But mm. because you were expecting everybody, when you're young, right, you think everybody should be like you. Yeah. You know, I can read a 300 page book in one night. Why can't anybody, mm. everybody, you know, mm. it's, I love the Lord and 
I want to keep growing. If you love the Lord, you should too. Right, That's right. right you know right, what I mean? Right. And so you have this, you kind of generalize everybody, mm-hmm. right? When you're before you're 30, if you don't get saved by the time you're 30, it's almost impossible to get saved, right? <laughs> right. I mean, those are, they were people, out there. People yeah, say, people say those things all the time. Right. You know? And you're young. And, and even though you were, you know what? You're streetwise, but there's a difference with discernment, right? right. And so godly wisdom. Godly wisdom. That takes time. Yeah. yeah. You don't get that. It's like you don't raise a teenager. You don't understand raising a teenager until you've raised them pre-adolescence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It yeah. takes time to do anything sure. else. Yeah. And so that's the same way it is with people. It's yeah. that we had to learn. I used to think God had to bump me off before I was 30. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's got to get me back for what I did. Yeah, huh? you got to get me back mm-hmm. for what I did. And yeah. so you, you recognize the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And now you really start discovering the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And then as we get older, you know, and... and you had to, you start learning things. You start learning about grace and and grace. The view of grace changes as you get older. And I don't think you're um, from what I've met from people. How people get off of doctrine is one of the tragedies of. I think it's just well. I'll guarantee you this that that I've met um, is working with pastors that you. It depends who you fellowship with, mm. and it depends on who influences who. And that's always it. Who influences you? Mm, yeah. Right? I mean, we've all hung out, but there'll come a time maybe as we go, I might drop dead tomorrow. Mm. Then who influences you now? Right. Mm. And so it can change. So unless you are the leader, you build a good doctrine, mm. you sound as of how you came up to your conclusions, then you're easily moved and changed. Your philosophy will change. Mm. But grace is something that really changes but never for the worse, but for the better, mm-hmm. unless you get legalistic. Right. Yeah. And and it really becomes enjoyable. Mm. And grace doesn't mean that I have the grace to sin. I have the grace to continue to mature spiritually. Mm-hmm. And, and not that we're perfect people, mm. but I don't have to go and do the stupid things I used to do when I was younger, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, but yet at the same time, it doesn't, grace does not change my. Um, character so much, say, you drive down the freeway, get out of the way, idiot. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys ever do yeah, that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I wish I had sometimes a nuclear weapon that could <laughs> oh, some people up, you know. Yeah, you're still, you're still a person, you know, you're but, you, but you're understanding yourself through the lens of God's grace, you and, know, and others. Yeah. And when you really respond to grace, when you really know it, you really start to be gracious with others. Mm. And that's what it just becomes. It's just that you're able to meet people where they're at, yeah. Okay, how do I deal with this guy where instead of, okay, let me correct you yep. doctrinally, mm-hmm. and just how did you get here? Let's talk and let's yeah. reason, let's build a relationship. That's one thing about evangelism that's changed is that we've seen evangelism done beautifully. I mean, for myself, I've I've got the personal experience, Pastor Rawl. Mm. Uh, you've seen Mike McIntosh, guys like Greg Laurie. I was there for his first crusade that he had wow. harvest crusade that was in the 80s over in uh, costa mesa wow. it was at the amphitheater mm-hmm. and so you've seen it it was a big th- a family it was literally that you got together the, the, everything was packed out we had the kids they were little our kids were little so we sat on the grass on the amphitheater at the time and so you've seen this first what evangelism is all about mm-hmm. raw coming to the people coming to the lord in the masses, you know, we're all go up there and sneeze. Who wants to get saved and 100 people run up, you know? It was a phenomenal yeah, time. sure. But today, uh, we talked about it. You know, we went to Hawaii. I went to Hawaii and pastored a church for 13 years. And you just did evangelism. It was always 
for me, it was like Christ, the personal, build yeah. relationships yeah. with people. You know, get to know who they are, and Christ is always going to come in your conversation sure. because it's who you are, right? right? And so it's like our here today. You know, we don't have to sit there and okay, give me a script of fifteen pages because we don't know what to talk about. Right. It's just who we are, right? You know? Natural, right. it's I, natural. I, I like that. There's a couple of things you hit on in in that portion um, that stand out to me. One, the evangelism being a byproduct of of your relationship with God you're, you're kind of hitting on. You know, you could give people a script mm. and tell them, you know, say this, say that. When you go to a person, you make sure you make the close at the end by getting them to say this prayer. But in reality, you remove authenticity from that because when a person is just in a relationship with Jesus Christ and you're and they're growing in that relationship, the, the, the evangelism really starts to happen in their life where they're just communicating truth to people, you know, mm. and Another thing that you talked about that, man, it just hits home to me is um, how when you were younger, when you were, <laughs> when you were younger, like, you, know, you could be really hard on people. You want people to be like you are. You know, you said, you said earlier, you know, you, you want people to grow at a certain rate. And there's one thing, man, that I, I had to learn myself, too, with some of my friends was just pushing them so hard because in my mind they needed to be doing the same things I was doing. And you remember when I was young, man, I was, I was like, I walked away from everything to go 100%. Like I was at the church, I would sleep in my van out in the parking lot and come in, you know, on Sunday morning or whatever. And my friends were normal guys, man. They were just normal guys that had jobs and just had, you know, and they were coming to church, you know, midweek and Sunday. And, 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 you know, I, I remember making the mistake of trying to push them to, be something and you know to watch jesus through the text how he's so mm -hmm. gracious with people and he's always ministering to the individual specifically with who they are what they're going through and giving them his compassion and love but but leading them in the right direction you know and so you're you're absolutely right i mean um in in talking to people that we don't all grow at the same exact rate you know you meet a guy and he's excited about jesus and you know, you get other guys, man, this guy, dude, you should see what God, he, he's so, it's so awesome, man. He just got saved, but dude, God's really going to do something. It's like, whoa, dude, get, get your hands off real mm -hmm. quick. Just let this guy spend time with the Lord. We'll see what God's going to do with him, not what you think you're going to do with him or what, you know, he's going to be great because he was formerly a speaker before. That's another thing I know you've seen happen, Dave, where people think that their, their talents from what they were before they were believers is going to translate over into their walk with the Lord. And I wonder if you have anything to say on that. Like, you know, people think oh, I was a great speaker. So God's naturally going to make me a pastor or something like that. You know, I think the danger where I was getting at earlier was mm -hmm. that we want to put a title. We want to have some, I need to be a pastor because mm -hmm. it's a title, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Reverend uh, something or, yeah. and I think that's the biggest danger where before it was just part of your calling. You wanted to grow you wanted to be used by God. And today it's all of a sudden, I need that position mm -hmm. to to uh, authenticate who I am as a Christian. I can walk around and tell people, here's my badge or my credential. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it stopped becoming a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so that's been really lost, I think, um, from what I've seen. You know what I mean? Where I'm too big for you now because I'm this guy. Mm. So I have to now follow this type of mentality or mm. dress a certain way. Mm. You know, it's like worship leaders today, right? <laughs> or, or I think it's kind of 
I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> you want to ruin your church? Bring a bunch of worship people uh, in it. You know. Yeah. I don't don't edit that out. No, I'm not no, yeah. I'm, You're fine. Yeah. Only because uh, over the years, you know, um, worship people become so emotional, and they are. There's nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Worship leaders are phenomenal. Right. But when you get that place where, well, because I feel God, and so he's that's real. the way He's real, yeah. and so I don't read. I just do worship, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you got. A church is that head into you know your worship leader just becomes too emotional and they become experience based experience biblical based yeah and so it's the same way with young people is that you can be great with orators of the word for Mm -hmm. now you know the say words right or memorize a hundred thousand verses but it's always that lasting did you hear that yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that was my brain falling from yeah. one side of my head to the other side. <laughs> and uh and so it was like i didn't hear it out here you know what dave nope. you work a lot with yeah. um younger kids right now in um the bible college that was where i, I met you mm-hmm. um what i think would you encourage maybe some young people who might be looking into like Bible college, if they're mm. kind of in that place of like, should I go to Bible college or not? What would you say to them? You know, one of the biggest, it's interesting, when I grew up, you you went to Bible college to learn, um, to learn doctrine. It really mm. helped you with doctrine. Mm. I took a Life of Christ class that I really enjoyed. I remember taking a Biblical Doctrines 1 and 2. I found a paper. Whoa, I was in Bible college in 1986. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's crazy. And, um, <laughs> But it, it, it's not the paper. Mm. And that's mm. the biggest thing we were talking about, that people had to have that accolade of, I mean, if you want to be a professor and, and you want to go off into university somewhere, that's far out, you know mm. what I mean? Mm. And even those are really kind of skeptical too, I see. Um, read. Mm. That's what we were taught. Read, build your library. I always share with them, read. There's different, in theology, there's 11 different sections. You can add apologetics. Mm. to it what is it uh, uh the father the son holy spirit read books on them mm. then you have the church right uh sortology uh mm. you know salvation humanities the man uh eschatology end times so yeah. end times mm-hmm. so you have all these different things but don't get stuck on one right and so i think that was probably one of the funnest things i learned from raw was that read one of everything mm. even when it comes to authors I mean, I got, I've read everything by Tozer, G. Mm. Campbell Morgan, but I had to learn to be, read one on God the Father, the Son. And then what happens? If you think about this, if you read two books on each subject, mm. how much deeper you'll be able to go? Read a theology book, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. That's a lot of fun. And so, um, and that really builds a well-rounded theology mm-hmm. because that's the biggest challenge today is knowing your theology. But everybody, you know, well, I can't say everybody, mm. but I can't, I, for myself, it's that I can never figure out where somebody said there's no free will. Mm. I mean, you grab the Bible, what do you always see? Warnings, conditions. I always say the word if, and the mm. King James is used 1,595 times. Mm. I thought, it, you know, we always talk about it. Free will. Yeah. You know, and so, well, no, no, you're only predestined. Well, maybe I'm predestined to believe free will, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's my fun one, you know. But, and so you build a great theology. Mm. And so as, but you know what? There's pastors that are changing their theology. Mm. You know, they read something later on, something intrigues them. 
and uh, they get into things they shouldn't get into. I mean, I read more cult books. I have a, you had my cult library for a little bit. Yeah. I got a big cult yeah. library. Mm. And, but I loved reading things. Mm. That's my delight is reading atheist stuff. You know what mm. I mean? And reading anything that people are getting into. Mm. I don't do it as much as I used to, but back in, you know, in those days as a kid, man, you went and witnessed every Jehovah Witness, you know, mm. around. And that was always a lot of fun, you know. Yeah, I, mean? I, I wanna I wanna pinpoint something that you just pointed out because I think it's I think it's super important and I think some people can get these two things confused. So you talked about um how you can be influenced and you need to be careful, but then you also talked about how you read like you know, what cult leaders believe or all that stuff. And I wanna kinda break into the difference between those two things. I know about the difference between those two things because we've had deep conversations about it. But so, you know, it's important that as Christians, they don't just deny that there's people out there that are saying things that are not true and teaching and, and building credentials and professors and places, and they know all this stuff. And so when men are called, it's important for us to be aware of, you know, and, and be able to defend the faith, you know. But you mentioned something that I think creeps up on a lot of Christians without them realizing it. And, and I really like that you brought that up because it happens to pastors and you would think, you know, maybe some of the listeners or whatever would think, well, you know, this person's a, pa a pastor, you know, they, they're not going to start going in the wrong direction or something. I could trust this person. But yet what you're talking about really does creep up on some fairly solid people. And, and you mentioned influence, you know, mm -hmm. how um, getting away from doctrine. And I think a lot of that does come from experiencing, right? Like I, I've, I've experienced in solid churches, the difference between an evening that just felt really everybody was singing along and and you know there were there was a heaviness in in a lot of the hearts of people because of what's going on in the country or whatever you know and all of us are in one place and this beautiful thing right and i could feel it even in myself you know not no tears or nothing for myself but i could just sense like man the presence of the lord but see god isn't any more real in that moment and jesus isn't any more true in that moment than he is when you're sitting down and you're learning about who Jesus is and what the word says. And, and, and yet for some reason in our, in our flesh, not our, many people, I would say they, they start to chase that. And once they start to chase the experiential, mm -hmm. the, the experiencing the presence of God, then like you said, now all of a sudden they're not focused on, on staying true to doctrine, you know? Here's the question too. Right now, where all of us are at, mm -hmm. is more of God here mm -hmm. or is more of God at church when you're worshiping? Mm -hmm. Which one? Yeah, he, he's he's where the he wherever two or more are gathered. <laughs> well, let's say you're by yourself. Right, right. Even, mm -hmm. I mean, because people think. get that, con they contradict that verse and not really understand. Yeah, it yeah, talks about right. fellowship, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. The same amount of God is here, 100% yeah. of God is here, mm -hmm. as 100% of God is at the church during right. the worship service. Right, right. So what is the difference? Mm. It's the emotion. Mm. It's the intellect that gets screwed up then, because it's the same God. and how right. you, It's sort of like the crowd mentality, the crowd. And forgive me, I can't remember the words. It's like when you go to a football game or something, everybody's cheering, you're excited too. Yeah, right. But how much of the football team is still playing? It's still, what is it, 11 guys on each side of a field right, in right, football? Right, 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 right. It doesn't change anything. Yeah. 
And so it's because our relationship with God is never based on experience. Hmm. You know, Norman Geiser said, uh, uh, we can ex- there's the God of our experience and the God we experience. Mm. Two different things. Wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. Because God is somebody that we experience him. He doesn't experience us. Mm. And so with that relationship with God, it always keeps it sound. Because mm. God's with me whether I'm dying or God's with me whether I'm having a great time getting married that day. That's right. And that's the where we that's the perspective we have to put it. God is the word is with God is impassable. We remember yeah. we remember impassibility yep. of God. God is a God that has feelings, but they're unchanging feelings. Yep. God's not moved by our emotions, not a bipolar God, mm-hmm. the postmodern uh, uh panantheistic view. Yep. God is all because he knows everything. He's mm-hmm. eternal. Sure. And so in the same way as our relationship with God is consistent. Mm. And so when we remember that, we don't look to try to feel God. I can't tell you how many people I meet today, even pastors will try to get you to feel God, right? Mm. Let's pray, and they got the music playing in the background to make Mm. it more holy and spiritual. Mm. Let's lower the lights so more of God, because God can't see when the light's too bright, right? (laughs) You know, God can't move unless we change. That's Mm. a difference. That's really what happened. But it does take time. Look at Chuck Smith. Mm. I mean, it took him 17 years to get out of uh, where he was at the, the four denomination, was, yeah. mm-hmm. right? To recognize this grace mm. that it was all biblical, stay biblical, get away from the denomination. I always share this with you guys and and with anybody is mm-hmm. that you know is that when um, when when denomination, when experience, when your traditions get in the way of sound theology, you're in trouble. Mm. Man, it's always God before your doctrine, what you believe. And doctrine mm. is important. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, the doctrine doesn't make you more knowledge, but it gets in, you get to know God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sound doctrine. Yeah. And that's what Chuck had really brought. He got out of the denomination, come as you are. Yeah. You're ruining the building. Remember the hippies were. Mm-hmm. Kill the carpet, right? Mm-hmm. Burn, burn the carpet, yeah, man. Because the people were more important than the building. Than the building. Right. You hit two you hit two subjects there that are really polar opposites and they're both a problem. They're kind of the same issue in a weird way, but tradition is the people that this is the way it is, and they stick by the rules and they push really hard for the rules. And then you have the other side of the coin too far on the other direction would be the all all experience like they're you know, they, they, they just, Oh God, whatever you want to do this evening and really pushing hard, but really at the core of it is the same problem, you know? And, 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 and that's what you're kind of touching on that I'm picking up. And I, I think that's important for people to, to know. Um, um, and that is that you, you know, you, you, you mentioned people that are experience based and then almost in the same breath, you brought up the people that are so stuck on their doctrine. I mean, not doctrine on their traditions mm-hmm. is the word I, I meant to use. Um, and, and so there, these two people are at war with each other. And yet both of them are outside. I always like to say outside of the plane, you know, know the right wing, know the left wing. Well, the best place to be in a plane is in the plane, you know, not on the right wing or yeah. the left wing. Um, and so I think that's important, Dave. Like, I, I mean, would you mind sharing a, a little bit more on, what what is that common thread between people that are so stuck on their traditions, and then they think they're the complete opposite of a person's experience base, and yet both of them are off? You and, said something classic right now. God, what do you want to do tonight? Yeah. Hmm. Let's see that. You know what I mean? Uh, 
you go to a church. God, what do you want to do tonight? Hmm. Is there a pastor going to come out and teach? Let's do that. So, so really, I mean, what is the heck is a guy up there going up there worshiping? What is he doing? What is he doing up there? Mm -hmm. So, there it is right there. And so, all of a sudden, you've made like God is some force that we don't understand. Mm -hmm. You know, you become this God that's impersonal, Mm -hmm. right? That God learns as you learn. And so, now you've created this. Mm -hmm. Um, f- from having a personal God that's monotheistic mm-hmm. to an impersonal God, you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, All wow. truth is in Scripture. Which is ironic because in their minds, they're trying to bring God closer, but really with that perspective, you're pushing them further away. Well, you can't push God away, and you can't bring him closer. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right. Because 100% of God is everywhere at right. one time, mm-hmm. all the time. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to ever get, what am I going to get, 101% of God? (laughs) 99%. 99% of God, you know? No. It's 100% of God all the time. So then it depends on you knowing him. It depends on you knowing him. That's right. So truth is the word. The word of faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So you're never going to get faith from just worship. Mm -hmm. Impossible. You can get smooth experience. Yep. And so you know God by the word of God. Mm, yeah. So it's a, a, a natural theology is the basis of seeing God in nature, seeing God outside of the word of God. So you try to look for experiences. Well, natural theology has brought us into pantheism, right? Mm. So because the earth becomes the mother God, that's the big thing today. But it isn't. Mm. God is not pantheistic. He's not polytheistic. He's what? He's a Trinitarian monotheistic. He's mm. a personal God. You meet him and you meet him in his word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never mm. pass away. Mm. It's the words of the Lord. It's the Bible yeah. that God's given to us. These are the things that sustain us. Mm. So it's the teaching of the word. But when people get more um, uh, more emotional, that's what there's an old saying, right? You want to know if the church has become more experience oriented? They have worship for 35 minutes and teaching for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. More worship, less teaching. Mm-hmm. And that's the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Because when you read the Bible, you're worshiping God. Right. In the same way as you sit down and say, Lord, I'm going to spend time with you, well, you're recognizing you need God. We put ourselves in a proper position before God. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And so we see that. And so in the same way as when you open up your Bible... True worship was reading the word. Mm. That's why Nehemiah got him back into chapter eight. What? We read the word Mm. of God from Mm. day to night because that's what it comes from, Mm. knowing God. Yeah. Mm. And that's why we use those great books, A.W. Tozer, The Knowledge of the Holy. I mean, there's so many great books on God, Mm. right? And so it's knowing who God is. Right. That's what really, but it's something that, well, I've read all these books. So I'm knowing God and there's nothing else to learn. No, because it's relationships. <laughs> right. Like my wife, I've been married over 30 years. Well, I've, we've been together for so long, mm. we don't need to talk anymore. <laughs> yeah. See how long that lasts. That's right. Uh, Just yeah. make a coffee for me. <laughs> no. Relationship. Relationship. And the relationship is based on him. Yeah, that's it's, good. It's my seeking him. That's why I always love. God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Right. Of course he won't leave you because he's God. So Dave, is that is well, that kind of how um, it sneaks up on people that you would see once solid doctrine pastors, then all of a sudden you see the guy and you're like, hey, what's this guy teaching? You know what I mean? Like, what 
you hear certain things come out of his mouth maybe or certain things he's saying you know, how does how does that how does that what what is the process is it like when you're talking about all of a sudden the dude's just sort of on on the hamster wheel of all the things he already learned he's no longer spending time with the lord or what what happens there you fear losing the people mm. you need an audience and that's a danger mm-hmm. you know david's great sin was numbering the people right mm. It wasn't Bathsheba. I mean, it was a great sin, Bathsheba, right. don't get me wrong. But man, how did God deal with him when he numbered the people? Wow. And in the same way, when you have your church, you know, you start, well, how many people come to your study, mm. Sal? How many yeah. people are coming to yours, Mikey? Mm. How who's, many people are coming who, to mine? Yeah, who's, who's better here? Yeah. yeah. Right. And so now all of a sudden it becomes better by how many people you wow. have. Yeah. Mm. Bad. Excuse me. Yeah, bad. You have to know your calling but live within the means of your calling. Mm. We were always taught to live within our means. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we were talking about credit cards things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know, okay, I'm going to be out of debt. You know, mm-hmm. I have a, one of my vehicles is 16 years old and the other one is, uh, is 20 something years old. And there's nothing wrong with having a new car. Right. Right. But, um, it's just a matter that living within, your living means. within your means mm-hmm. that you don't need to, you know, have, hey, I got to own the house because that shows status, you know, or I got to have this or, you know what I mean? And that's where people get screwed up at. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, so when I start losing people, well, I need to have, and nothing wrong with great worship. Right, right. No, don't get me wrong. Worship is beautiful. You sure, know what I mean? Sure. But worship, I love what Chuck, Pastor Chuck always said is that worship prepares me for the message. Focus is what I'm going to, the time I'm going to spend with the Lord. Yeah, it's going to prepare me for what I want to hear. Even music is gone today, right? Lord, I'm a mess and a sinner, but you still love me anyway. <laughs> what the heck is that? Yeah. It becomes about me. Uh-huh. Even the worship is that. That's not worship. That's just Christian music. Mm. Yep. But we brought it into the church. Hmm. But worship was always sing hallelujah to the Lord. Right. It was all of him and none of me. Mm-hmm. And that really set your heart up. Then Pastor Raul going out there and going, man, we need to know who God is and grow in teaching through the word of God. Yeah. So it isn't that way. It's allowed me to accept my condition mm. and never need to change because God loves me anyways. Mm. But it wasn't that God does love me no matter what condition I'm in. Mm. But there was no vision to grow. This mm. is where we're at today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no vision to want to, why do I need to read? If I don't read a book like you do, am I still saved? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's the same way as that if I don't eat healthy, God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> but you know me, you're going to live less. No, I got you. I got you. And so, but it's like, why do I want to ever be settled for where I'm at today? Mm. Are we still there? Are we there yet? Are you content where you're at today? I want mm-hmm. us to be content, but do we have a vision? That's why I sent out my text to you guys. Yeah. Man, how are we discipling mm. this young man here, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. for for us, you guys, yeah. for no, me? It, it's a it's a great segue, uh, I, Dave. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead. No, go You know, ahead. I always want us to keep growing. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we're going to teach every day. But man, for myself, I want to keep reading. Man, I'm at that age now. I'm forgetting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, what? Man, I read that. So, you know what I mean? So I'm going back. What was I the name of that book, Mike? Remember, I gave you oh, two yeah. copies of it. <laughs> I can't remember anymore, yeah. you know? And uh, 
And so we do. We start forgetting things. Mm -hmm. And so we want to go back and start re re redoing them again. You know what I mean? And, and so pour, and pouring into some young minds around us, huh? Anybody's mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's young with you guys. Yeah. I just have been fortunate that we're there. Yeah. But I was taught discipleship right. You know what I mean? Roland Dale took the time and I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Hey, shut up and listen. Yeah. I, they, I'm sure they said it more than once. <laughs> we, well, we know you said that of me. In the oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little feisty young man. Anyways. But I was taught discipleship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it was taught. And they didn't do it for themselves. They did it because they seen there was an opportunity to pour into somebody that wants to be used for the kingdom. Mm. And it wasn't a matter how I looked. Didn't matter how much money I had, it was just somebody wanted to know God more. Yeah. And so by them pouring into me, it realized, man, there's more to just there's this relationship with God that I can work hard and God is real. And God is real. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the argument for God. You ever my favorite argument? You know, we can the cosmological, the ontological, all these things. Yeah, big deal. You know what wow. I mean? But the one everybody relates to is the need, mm -hmm. the necessity. Yeah. Remember the argument necessity? Mm -hmm. Right? It's that what man needs exists. What man craves, he may not get, but it does exist. Love, you may never mm. find the right one. Um, food, mm. hey, you may starve to death, mm. but it, food is real. A baby craves milk because milk is real. Mm. And man craves God because mm. God is real. Mm. And so the the argument for necessity, you wow. know, what I mean? it's a simple. You 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 don't have written in your DNA a desire for something that doesn't exist. That's right. Yeah. You do not have in your desire. It has to exist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's the fun argument mm, where it doesn't. That. It's simple. And it's so simple, right? Like simple. You're not dragging somebody down this long trail of evidence using big words they can't yeah. understand. Yeah. You know. And that's the biggest part about mm. ministry is that yeah. it's just learning. Hey, you learn for yourself. But you keep it simple for everybody else. Hmm. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of the conversations more recently between me and him and and me and Nick have been about um, finding consistency in your obedience to God and hearing God's voice, not based on the outcome, right? We talked about experience based, and you talked about counting the numbers. And so I was sharing with Sal not long ago, you know, sometimes you, you, the Lord, you're in tune with the Lord and the Lord's showing you what you should do. So out of obedience to God is where you find your joy, right? Because you're not sitting there going to be obedient to God and then turn around and say, oh, that, that obedience brought 10 new people or that obedience made everybody, you know, talk afterwards or be, because the, finding the joy in the obedience, not in what you perceive as the outcome. Because like you said earlier, if if you start chasing the outcome, then all of a sudden you disconnect from the obedience to mm -hmm. God because now you're looking at, okay, well, when I do this, a lot of people showed up or a lot of people are praising the Lord. Or a lot of people had questions afterwards when I said this. So that seemed to work pretty good, you know? And then um, start to make sure you repeat that process. Well, there's no aim anymore that includes God. And now your aim is just your 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 byproduct, like what you what you're getting out of it. You know, and start running ministry as a business or as something else when it's not. You know, it's it's the work that God's doing. You know, and the always thing to remember: ministry is a business. Hmm. I mean, you ever fill out your taxes at the end of the year? Sure. Right. You are a nonprofit corporation, and so. 
there is a business aspect of ministry, but it's to keep money out of it. You know what I mean? And mm. so that's the biggest part is, but you need money to exist. Right, right. I mean, look at your equipment, right? Yeah, right, right. You know, let's see if you can put an ad in the paper. Hey, donate all this stuff to me and see what <laughs> right. you can do, right? <laughs> it ain't going to happen. And so everything, uh, I think the only thing we miss is that we need more coffee. Some more coffee? Yeah, no, some not more. yet. No, don't get coffee. Then somebody leaves. I don't want anyone to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the power of that. You have to be able to have a balance of knowing the, uh, the grace of God with everything you're doing. Mm. And that's the biggest part takes time, right? With the church, with yourselves, your relationship, your relationships, mm. right? Everything changes. Life changes. Mm. And so how you respond to changes is to really allow you to be effective. I think I covered the question. I, I can get forgetful sometimes <laughs> not and not realize. Yeah, no. You know what? There's something I, I, I kind of want to ask Dave because I, I feel like I haven't talked to him about this in a minute. But because I'm going to be doing the premarital counseling pretty soon. <laughs> so that's coming up. So what are like maybe some and this, I know this is kind of off topic, but you, you've good. met me and Lisa. Um, what are some of those like right off the bat, like things that you would tell possibly a young couple that's about to get married? <laughs> About to get married or preparing for premarital classes? Uh, well, so April, we're getting married. So let me ask you a question. Here we go. Maybe we should have this. Turn off the cameras, Number one is that. Do you smell? Do you stink? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Do me a favor. You're a good looking kid. She's a good looking woman. Both of you shouldn't bathe until you're ready. Oh my gosh. Gotta <laughs> keep you away from each other. Yeah, uh, I have a camera installed on him. And I, I watch everything he does. <laughs> no, no, is that is number one? Is that do you have a bank account together? Mm. Ooh. Have you opened it up yet? Mm. Do you trust each other financially? Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about. I mean, most people fight not over adultery, mm. but finances. Do you trust her enough that you can open up a checking account in her name right. with both of it together? Mm. Because you're buying stuff together. You're one. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you where I meet couples. Do you guys have a checking account together? No. He's got his own. I got my own. And we just pay our bills like we're roommates. Mm. You're not roommates. You're roommates. <laughs> if she lives in one oh, room, man. you live in the other room when you're yeah. married. Uh -huh. And you don't never see each other nude. Mm. Can I say that? Yeah, you, yeah, can. you can say it. Of okay. course. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're not intimate. Mm. But you're not roommates. That's the myth today. You know, my wife and I have been married 30 years and feel like roommates. Really? When's the last time you're naked around your roommate? Right. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. Mm. You know what I mean? No, you're not ever roommates. Mm. Because intimacy is not the basis of a relationship. Mm. It's just part of it. Mm. But in reality, you've been married. It's not half of the relationship. It's not even one-fourth of the relationship. Mm. You know, it's... It, man, it's the other things that build the relationship. Mm. What happens if you go crippled and you can't be intimate? Are you then roommates? Mm. No. Mm. You're in love, and so you're there to take care of each other. You're one. You're one. Mm. You know, it's my mom. Mm. My wife bathed her. I cleaned up. You're one. And so you, you're the greatest part is to build, do you trust each other with your finances? Mm. Mm. Can she receive from you? Can you receive from her about, hey, let's get this credit card debt in order? Hmm. That's the greatest part of a marriage. Gotcha. 
I mean, to I mean, other than don't get me wrong, but that's the first part. Yeah, I believe that in premarital, and I've been doing marriage counseling for thirty years. Mm-hmm. Is that you have to be able to communicate? You're building relationships together. There has to be the roles that God has put. Mm-hmm. Man, this isn't the new today is, and it's hypocrisy. Because you're saying, listen, the wife and the man are equal. You're darn right they're equal. It's like the Trinity, hmm. right? You have the hypostatic union. We know about God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. The Son submits to the Father, but they're still equal hmm. in the same ways when you have children, right? We have the baby. Hmm. Well, who runs the household? Does the child? No, it's not. Why? Yeah. Because it was the role that God instilled, child, submit to your parents. Do you not listen to your mom anymore now that you're older? No, I still do. Do you disrespect your parents now, your mom, your dad, because you don't have to listen to them anymore because you're Absolutely older? not. Hmm. Why? Because the role in the family unit has never changed. Yeah. I'm 59. I'll be 59. My dad's 81 to be 82. I still have to love my dad, and I don't really disrespect my dad. Hmm. Never. Because that's my father. Hmm. And so because of that role... The same thing with the Bible and marriage. Mm-hmm. Hey, my wife, I mean, the wife has the greater role in the marriage. She does. She submits, but we're equal. But I show my authority to my wife in the same way we show our authority to our children. How do you show your authority to your daughter? You clean her, you feed her, mm-hmm. you make sure she has a house and live under. Mm-hmm. So our marriage is based on me serving my wife. Service. Mm-hmm. My authority to my wife is the server. Mm. Man, when you have money, is it, I can't wait to get new jackets and coats? Mm. Or babe, here's some money, go buy something. Mm. Why? Because our ministry is to serve, right? Mm. To be the greatest is to be the... The least. Mm. It's a marriage. Does your wife submit to your authority? But in the same way, do you serve her? Mm. Is this Mm. wedding all about you? Mm. Or is it all about what she wants? Mm. Man, she's the wife. She she dreams. Do you wear a white dress on the wedding day? <laughs> no. She does. <laughs> if he yeah. does. I know that. I'm jacking, I'm I'm jacking him off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to be there. <laughs> I love you, but I got to go. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And so that's what I'm sharing with us. And yeah. so, man, finances is the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I got to tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. Would anybody want to marry somebody else you spend your money? Mm-hmm. Think about it. I can't wait to get married so she can burn through my money when we're living in the street because she needs bling. Mm. You know, she needs all this materialistic stuff. Mm. Is that a red light? Wait a minute. Is this woman as godly as I think she is? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Put that out there, huh? Put that out there and find out. You're, you're going to get married. Hey, I, work with, I worked with this man that's stinking rich. Mm-hmm. Beach houses. Mm-hmm. Mountain houses. In... Uh, God's blessed him, mm. but he still shops at Kohl's and TJ Maxx. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah Not that yeah. he doesn't have to, but he just, you know what? He serves the Lord. Yeah. And so for all of us, you know, is that how do we live? How mm. do we live our lives? And so if you want, like I said, and there's nothing wrong with having material things. There's nothing wrong with having really nice stuff, but can you afford them? Yeah. With your vision. And there's nothing wrong with being working people. Because it's men that work hard, women that work hard, that support the church. If we all said, let's just live calmly and be lower means so we all can serve at the church, 
you wouldn't have a church in a sense mm-hmm. in a building mm-hmm. who would support it. Mm-hmm. Right. So God has chosen people to be able to work hard. God's called them to be business people mm-hmm. or successful. work or successful, yeah. whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. so you can support the church. But at the same time is that you live within your means, mm-hmm. right? The Apostle Paul named it perfectly in chapter 2 of 1 Timothy. The whole role of marriage is there. Mm-hmm. Women don't teach men. Men, modest apparel. Women, modest apparel. Mm-hmm. You know, live within your means. Mm-hmm. Now, so, well, I'm curious, what was that dynamic like for being in ministry in marriage? Like, how did you balance family time? How do you balance ministry and being a pastor? Well, I, I think I said it perfectly to you is that Friday, you know what, remember you even asked me, Dave, mm-hmm. Dave let's get together. Fridays is my wife time mm. because, man, we are busy. Mm-hmm. Ministry's always been busy. It's 100 miles an hour. We've traveled, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we've gone. And so, but you have to have that time for your wife because it's precious now. Mm-hmm. With Raw, you're, uh, you're at the church six days a week. Mm-hmm. It isn't something that's demanded because... See, that's the biggest mistake is people think, well, it's demanding you to be there. No, it's not. You can quit tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But do you enjoy doing it? Mm-hmm. It's a calling. Yeah. I can't believe I'm there. And I've been with Raw started 37 years ago, 38 mm-hmm. years coming wow. up on. But I love serving in ministry. And now to be getting paid for it? Mm-hmm. Well, I've had a ministry for a lot of years, but it's an honor. It's a pleasure. Mm-hmm. So, but you've learned, even being in the pastors, you learn to pick and choose your battles. And I meant is you have to pick and choose where you're going to be at. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been hard for me to be here with you today mm-hmm. if I, it wasn't for yesterday because we had a, there was a day off yesterday, New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. So the second is, yeah, go, babe, go, you know. Mm-hmm. But I did ask my wife. I told I, her what we were doing. I actually mm-hmm. brought the same exact thing up to him when he said, hey, can you do this Saturday? I said, well, I happen, I happen to have been off this whole week, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not robbing my wife of her time. I said, use those exact words. Mm-hmm. I said, because Saturday morning is our time, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the day that I go and I get breakfast and bring it back, and we sit down with the baby Saturday mornings, yeah. you know. And so that's important. And and this, I wouldn't have been able to do this had mm-hmm. I not had the week off mm-hmm. before. And so I, I did share that yeah. with him, and that's cool. That's cool, like yeah. you know exactly what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know. Because, man, for me. My time with my wife getting up, getting a coffee ready. She makes breakfast in the morning. And that's a wonderful time for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Get back, you drink coffee, do your reading, your devotionals, whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? And then having that coffee time, my wife will go outside and sit on the patio with the chairs mm. and just relax. You know what I mean? And that's, she loves that. She's talking about her day. She talks about her sewing. And I want to hear what she has to say. Mm. That's my wife. I love you guys, but she's my no, best yeah, friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're not right. one with me. Yeah, yeah. We're not one with each other. You know? <laughs> and so that's the difference there. And mm. so um, for us, it's our time together. Mm. And so you want to make it this sacred time, our time together here. Mm. Man, mm. we can waste and talk about football and COVID. Mm. Yeah. Or really, we talk about what matters, yeah. and that's our time with the Lord. You mm. know what I mean? And so it really builds us up to keep moving forward. So marriage. Started with a bank account, mm-hmm. right? In the olden days, it was a uh, your FICO score. What is, they, did they call it FICO score? Uh, yeah, no. they still do. Yeah. They still call it FICO, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, serious. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you look at your girlfriend, right? It's okay. She needs to have the finest design. I've heard it. Mm-hmm. 
I can't tell you how many guys I've met in ministry. I've been in the mission field. People, I got to get my wife something from here. I got to over man. I've been with pastors spending money. Yeah, but I tell you one thing: this COVID mm. has really shown where everybody's at. <laughs> That's true. Hey, some churches have been lost. Yeah. yeah. If you met at a school, you ain't meeting at school. Your church yeah. is gone. Mm-hmm. You're now a home study again. You had a building. Mm-hmm. You know, Pastor Rawls is a genius. Because he knew to pay the building off. Mm-hmm. But he lived what he told us. And so now churches are gone. But everybody, some people didn't quite see what was going on. Mm-hmm. To not to say... Who knew the COVID was coming? Nobody. Right. Right? Yeah. Man, this time last year, man, we were all, I was sick. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I was sick for six weeks. Wow. But I was preparing. Matter of fact, today's the second. I left last year for South America on the second. Mm-hmm. I taught in, uh, we were in Chile, went through Chile teaching the That's pastors right. last year. That's right. I went down there sick. But you lived within your means to do what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And there are some churches didn't see this coming, so they got in debt. Hmm. Or they stayed in debt. Man, money's always going to be good. Life is good. Yeah. But you didn't see what was coming up, mm-hmm. and now it hit you hard. Right. How much debt do you have? Man, how much mm-hmm. work do you have to do? Yeah. And so it really made a huge difference now in churches that mm-hmm. were that were all of a sudden desperate for finances. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you bring that up, and it, all, it also reminds me of how important it is to to keep the main thing the main thing because, you know, we, sure, it's great. Like, if, if I we get recording equipment, I always tell him about what this thing we're doing, you know. It's great we get better equipment, better stuff and all that, but could does it still exist if you lose all that stuff, what mm-hmm. you're doing? Right. Like at the end of the day, one of the things I like to tell our guests or like to know just between me and him is that this conversation is more important than the production and release of this conversation. Right. Like being present in what you're sharing with us and what we're talking about is more important than us trying to put a production together and send it out to people. Mm. And, and, you know, keeping the main thing, the main thing you talked about worship earlier and, and teaching of the word, you know, when a man of God, his calling revolves around what God is calling him to do. That doesn't change when things are closing and stuff's going away. You know what I mean? He still yeah. does what he does. It's it's uh it's the same thing as that. Here you are, you you bought nice stuff. There's nothing wrong sure, with getting. Sure. Mm-hmm. It was stuff not to be the bling. It was stuff that you needed for equipment. Useful. You mm-hmm. you did your pricing. You did everything mm-hmm. right. You had a budget and you stayed within it. Mm-hmm. I mean, going out of your budget, you know what? We need a producing studio, mm. right? Mm-hmm. We need a building. Why? Because it shows we're successful, mm. but you barely are making it, but you showed you're successful. Now that's when you're getting out of hand. Yep. Gotcha. That's why when you asked me a long time ago, Dave, well, you want to come on and do it? No. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't love you. Mm-hmm. Love you like my son. Mm. But I wanted you to get your vision, not mine. Mm-hmm. I know that I, I might have had some influence how you would do things. And I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. I wanted the Lord to move it. I wanted you to say, you know, whether Dave gets comes on or not, God's called yeah. me to do this. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And far out. Mm-hmm. Because you, you don't need me. But it was a matter of, you know what? I don't want to influence you. I wanted you to see a vision for it and what's mm-hmm. going on. 
and you did. I mean, I don't know anything about podcasting. <laughs> I just thought, just hey, let's just talk and have a little computer and a little thing there, and you know, lean over into the mic on the table. I don't know what they're about. Well, if you ever watch our, our first one, it's very much like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It, it develops literally. I'm sorry, okay. yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I inhaled the whole my. Coming to an end. I inhaled my own. <clears throat> but he, he did quit smoking. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, I I recently picked it up, dude. Yeah. No, um, um, the development of, of, of this podcast has been, has been fun. You know, I, I, w- I was the first guest on the podcast and <laughs> it was why he stayed on. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. Well, I, I didn't do every episode and then eventually we tag teamed one episode and then I thought, man, that, that was really cool. Um, especially with some, some of the guests were, were more the student role, right? Like in this case, I'm, I'm, I'm soaking it up, you know? Mm-hmm. But in other cases, there's there's real teachable moments. You get young guys that they're they're finding success in something that they're doing, and yet you could see sometimes immaturity or whatever, and getting them in and having a good long conversation with them, and this teachable moments to pour things that you've learned, you know, into people, is a great great opportunity. Especially one of the things we found unique in this podcast is, um. It, it, our listeners are mostly believers it's not evangelistic mm-hmm. mostly they're mostly believers but we get listeners that go to different churches and stuff like that and um you know i would never go into someone else's church and talk to one of their people start saying hey, you know listen to it so so but it presents an opportunity when people want to come on or they come on the show sit and have some really deep conversations with people and some of those moments have had real good teachable moments. And so one of the podcasts that I got to tag team with him, I kind of noticed that. And I just thanked the Lord for it as a moment. I thought, oh, well, that was something that happened there. And that's cool. You know, if ever he wants me to do that again, I'll, I'll probably do that again. And then meanwhile, I didn't know he was like, man, I really like her. I really would like to yeah. be able to do this regularly, both mm-hmm. of us, you know. And so that's where that started, you know. And we've had friends, uh, half the time we always joke like, this is just people that we want to hang out with and talk with. So well, we'll, we have an excuse we, to do it. Yeah, now. we have an excuse <laughs> to sit down and talk with you, David, and say, hey, come on our podcast, you know, but really we're just sitting down, hanging out and talking, you know. But in this case, we're, we're more, you know, all the things that we've learned over the years, you know, touching on some of those things, not all of them. I mean, how could you cram everything we've learned all the years? But, yeah. but it's useful conversation. You know, you're, you're, you're talking to him about marriage. That's, a, that's an important thing. Another thing that you have a unique perspective on that I think um, can be helpful to certain believers, mm-hmm. you you raised children that weren't your biological children. And what was that? I mean, does that change? Is that different being a parent, a dad? Because you're a dad to those kids, you know? So what is, what is, is there, is there a unique thing to that or no, it's the same, just. You have to accept that you're a step parent. Okay. And and when you fall in love with the children that you're raising, um, you really, you do, you fall in love with them. I fell mm. in love with them before I fell in love with their mom. Mm-hmm. But I had to accept I was a step-parent. You wish you weren't, mm. you know, and um, but you just do the best that you can with them. You don't ever force them to make you call you dad. Mm. You just you leave that up to them. And um, and now they're older, and you little choose what they want to do. How much they're in your life, how or much not, they're yeah. in your life, right, and that's right. going to be up. To, I don't. Once they turned eighteen, you gave them the best you could, and but you couldn't kung fu them anymore. You know what I mean? You can't. You know <laughs> they're going to so, make choices now, but like yeah. you would adults, right? Mm-hmm. If they were my biological kids, you wouldn't. 
turn around and try to run their lives. And, and that's a mistake that some parents make. It is. There is uh-huh. a lot to it. And uh, there is challenges to kids and whether they're your own or not your own. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you give them the best you can. You prepare them for the world world. Our, my daughter is a uh, entrepreneur. You know what I mean? She mm-hmm. has her own business with, and she works hard. Mm-hmm. And you pray that that's what she got from you. Mm-hmm. You know, she studies she saw things. She saw that. She saw you or whatever you know doing doing yeah. your thing. You know whatever we were doing. Yeah. And so it was. Uh, and so that's where it's at. And mm-hmm. then you just you pray for your kids. But we know kids come and go in the sense that our kids may not serve the Lord today, but you don't give up on them because tomorrow comes mm-hmm. right, and tomorrow's a new day. And thank God, God gave us twenty four hours, twenty five hours a day. We'd be a bunch of babbling idiots, you know what I mean? We'd ruin that extra hour. We'd ruin that extra hour. It'd be too long for us. What did I forget twenty four hours ago? You know. Yeah. But now that he's, you know, you rest, you take it, and so that's what it is with people mm-hmm. in ministry, your children, mm-hmm. your wives. Don't ever think because your wife does one thing, she's always going to be that way, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest mistake we make. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. how do you? prepare your wife do you look at all the bad things she does or do you focus on the good things mm. great leadership is developing qualities mm. nobody changed because they were told to change you you, you develop that mm. in ministry is that you learn Roland Dale's strength is they never beat you up for things you don't do right they mm. just build you up for things you do right mm-hmm. that's what great leadership is you know is really developing leaders by helping them do things right. Mm. You ever notice as you mature, you ain't forced to put stuff away. You want to put them away. Mm. It's like when you dated girls, right? I mean, even as a Christian, uh, you'll find people and you'll date, but when you fall in love, mm. or you can't wait to call that other girl anymore? Mm. No. Right. Because you fell in love with this one true love, so you put your conversations away with these other women. Because you never want anything to come between you and your honey. Mm. And that's the same thing with the Lord. As you start to discover this love of God, why do you want to do this stuff anymore? Mm. Yeah, that's the same way, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And yeah. so that's the same thing with men, is that how do we develop in a marriage? Do you still have conversation with other women? Right, no. Well, you want to suffer? Right. Go and have some girl taxi and see what you're doing today. <laughs> right when you're sitting with your honey. Yeah. See how well that works for yeah. you. We set watches all these, so it's like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, and and even and even bigger what you're doing to yourself, you know, because there's yeah. guys out there that they're they're thinking they're hiding some from their wife, but mm. that's a cancer, man. You start splitting your mind with somebody else or something, you know. Brutal. Destroy mm. it. The worst thing you can do in your marriage, and I'll tell you this, no matter how long you've been married, is bring insecurity in the relationship. Mm-hmm. That means that your wife is, who is that? What is that? Right. You know, who emailed you or who texted you? Mm-hmm. Who did you friend on Facebook mm-hmm. or Instagram? Who commented or who, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you want to ruin a relationship? Go for it that way. Mm-hmm. You're darn right. Yeah. That's right. Tell her somebody. It's like, uh, tell your wife that, uh, you know, my mom never made it that way. Oh, yeah. I want that one. Mm-hmm. We'll do that. As a matter of fact, practice that now before you get married, you know? Jeez, yeah. Oh, man. So word of advice, bro. Shoot myself in the foot. Yeah, it's just... Well, because like he's talking about, and even deeper than just the argument you're getting, because all men always want to avoid any awkward situation. They don't got to get themselves in, you know? Mm-hmm. But even deeper than that is the the division you're causing, the, the insecurity you're causing in a person's mind, you know, 
you know, guys talking about ex-girlfriends that they were with or, you know, talking about places they used to like to go all the time and all that stuff. And he mentioned earlier, you know, uh, someone texting you and them seeing your phone. But worse than that is even if even if she doesn't see it, when you're allowing something in your heart and your mind that splits you from being one with your wife. Mm. Jealousy. Just ruining oh. it. It's mm. ugly. Right? You ever been jealous of your honey? Uh I used to get really jealous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's something I, I dealt with. That away. I dealt with a lot. Yeah. That away. Well, yeah. think about that though. What mm. caused the jealousy? Mm. Imagine having that in a marriage. Mm. Yeah, it's mm. like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the big issues you're going to deal with jealousies. Mm. You know, he looked at somebody else, and he can last for years. Mm. You oh, know, yeah. you deal with a couple been and married bringing something years. up that he did when they were twenty. Oh, yeah, uh, mm. he cheat. But you know what? When you cheat on somebody. Never leaves the thought of cheating, it never does. Yeah, you can never put it away. You never, it never goes. It's just there. You know what I mean? Ruining happy yeah. moments, even they laugh and their laugh oh, is halted yeah. because they remember. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like a memory you have as a kid. Yeah. Mm. Now that memory that you did to her is always going to be there, mm. and that is just it's brutal. Mm. And so you don't want that. You don't want those things to reoccur and to come up constantly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You want to be able to put them away. And that's where trust. Mm-hmm. And you build trust with your finance. You build trust with what you have. Mm-hmm. Don't ever think, man, what did you do with it? You don't like this guy. Or, man, forget it. So those are things you want to really start to build in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You say you're going to do it, you do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's an old saying, it's not a happy wife, a happy life. It's a holy wife, mm-hmm. a happy Ooh. wife. That's a good one. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's what it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Letting her continue to grow. Let my wife continue. She wants to do missions. We're going to do missions. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a raw learned man. You know what I mean? Not that he learned it or not. You know, I'm not going to speak for him, but he mm. always talks about His man, wife always had a heart of it and he, he, he developed that heart. Of yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. She had a heart for missions, man. And it was on, you know what yeah. I mean? And so mm. she did, but man, have you ever been to El Secreto, right? You ever mm. been down to those places that God, man, you can see her hand. Mm. She has a, um, she has a really great hand for a great taste for style, like an mm. interior decorator. Mm-hmm. She does. She builds whatever she's done. Sharon has really put a lot of quality, quality, mm-hmm. and not so much uh, it's blingy, yeah, but the quality of it. Is yeah, it's just, not a show of it, it, it but it is, and uh, like an artistic quality, you might mm-hmm. say. When you go to a place and you see somebody, somebody made a specific choice with how they're putting this place together and that, mm. that really is nice yeah, yeah it is in it's a home and in, in a yeah. church and in and yeah. anything you know yeah. one thing dave told me and i try to apply it uh is uh you told me you're gonna marry your honey you're not gonna marry your assistant pastor <laughs> and I remember yeah. you told me that and i was like okay because yeah. you know we we do she does a lot uh she works as a nurse she couldn't be here this morning uh because she works the nighttime shift but when she's not there, she's helping me. She's usually helping us set things she's up on Thursday night. There, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot together mm-hmm. as far as the um, the the church. Mm-hmm. So right now we're we're looking at okay because everything you brought up, we had we had a little teen center in Glendora we were using. COVID hit, shut down. Okay, well we're we're gonna use the backyard. So then we've been doing that for some time and uh we're looking at marriage and getting vision for what god wants to do with that so that's kind of all the things that we're preparing for right now and a lot of what you're speaking to me is like okay this is like 
foundational. So like we're, we got a 2021 is looking like a pretty cool year right now. Who knows? God can do what he wants, but that's kind of where we're at. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, point for <laughs> <laughs> um, Cookie break. No, I, I know both of us. Huh? Me and Dave. I saw he saw me by the cookie. I know. <laughs> me, but, um, Come on. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, but uh, that yeah, that's interesting. I'm glad you said that to him. Um, sorry, Sal. No, you're good. Um, but one of his like tendencies is to get a really manager kind of like. Okay, set that, do that, you know, set that up. And, and, and before it ever even entered my mind, because she's, you know, they were young in love and she's excited about who he is and his, you know, the things he's bringing to the world and what he's excited about, what his visions are. And he rides a motorcycle and whatnot. And, and then vice versa, you know, he's excited about her and his pretty girl. And, you know, and, but, 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 you know, right away, you, when you love your friends, you, you, you always want to like, protect them from potential things that are ahead of them you know and it's like dude soon soon the motorcycle will mean nothing and you know and the like the you know cool style or whatever and but then all you have is who you are you know and, mm. and i remember when just that what she was helping she was so helpful you know and just setting everything up and i would be like make sure she knows she doesn't have to she doesn't have to get me you know she you need anything you need I'm like yeah it's all right you know it doesn't need a but then it wasn't that long that he had a conversation with you and you were like, Hey, don't forget, you're not marrying your assistant pastor. You know, you're marrying your honey. And, and when he told me that you told him that I was like, solid dude, like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's really what, what Dave's talking about in that you lead by service, you know, you can win somebody's heart and even teach them how to be a servant by the way you serve, you know, and mm -hmm. the way you, consider you know be considerate and um that's something i'm st still learning you know but and i'm all, hopefully always learning you know i'm but, still learning yeah. so, <laughs> but but i i i love it i love that i love that those seeds were planted before i got married in my head and i'm super glad that he got to share that with yeah you. something that's super cool too is paulina pow has been a huge influence on the set my fiance in a in a in a cool way where it's not like they've been hanging out and spending a bunch of time together but a lot of this podcast hearing about paulina and then paulina's few conversations that she had with lisette well more than a few but and then paulina just started to love on her and all of a sudden lisette tells me like dude like i really love paulina and i look up to her as like that's something to model so i'm getting discipleship through this which is what i love so this is why i kind of too i was like kind of intimidated i was like man dave and zunza is no. gonna get to be here in my living room which is really cool for me dave so i i really do appreciate you you coming out today a lot and i i realize that you're taking a little bit of a sacrifice <laughs> oh i'm charging you yeah <laughs> i'm like at the time oh, yeah that was a it. my wife Hurt and get your butt home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that that's not something intentional, and that's really cool. You know, I m my wife. If you talk to her, she'll tell you like, um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't have that. Like, she's not that ministry person. You know what? You praise the Lord, and I need to pray for you. And 
some of her early self-conscious feelings being that she knew how to calling was like, I'm not that person. She would see other, you know, women in ministry and stuff. And she just didn't feel like them. And Terry was a big help to her because, you know, Terry always had Dave's back and Terry was always a godly woman, you know, and Paul saw that, you know, you don't really see Terry like up there trying to speak or going up to people, you know what you need, mm -hmm. you need this. And it's always a real humble approach. And so I've told Paul, Hey, you know, the Lord's using you, you know, and she would, she'd think I was just buttering her up or something, you know, but it was true because what it was is you can't, you can't fake godliness. You could fake all that other stuff. You know, people can get good at, you know, Oh, you know what? In Jesus name. And, you know, you can learn, you can learn to mimic all that stuff, but you can't mimic authenticity, you know? And, um, you know, my wife doesn't realize how much she comes up in this podcast because she doesn't really watch podcasts. She doesn't care about social media. She doesn't care about <clears throat> Facebook, Instagram, none of it, you know? She doesn't care about none of that stuff. But she does come up a lot. She's come up with people that, you know, were serving with me in other places and how they knew they knew the sacrifices she was making for me to be places. Mm -hmm. And um, and then her approach is very genuine, you know, to Lisette. And she always... She's always um, uh, looking out for people not getting too dragged along in ministry. You know, like sometimes people do that. They'll get, they'll just like feel like they don't know how to say they can't do something or they can't go or whatever. And those are things that we had to learn. I'm still learning. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not by any means approaching this conversation. Like, right, let me tell you what we know, what I know. Cause man, God knows like, but that we, that, we still got a lot of growing to do, but mm. it's been, it's been, it's been fun so far. I'm looking forward to this year though. We did, we didn't know we would do 20 episodes, Dave, of, of last, last season, year. last yeah. years. Um, and we got through 20 episodes of, of this podcast, which we, we were like, nobody's even watching this podcast. You mm. know what I mean? Like, Is it on YouTube? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can get it on As YouTube. You can tell, I'm really not. Yeah, no, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's on Facebook, yeah. um, YouTube, and then some, some, podcast platforms i was really thrown david podcast i never listened to them never had no interest in listening to them and then people would ask me like hey you ever thought about doing podcasts i'm like i don't even i wouldn't even know what that's about earlier i would be self-conscious i'm like don't you think they're a little too long dude i mean you know but it turns out in podcast culture people will listen to things like they'll they'll listen to a portion of it while they're at work and then when their work day ends they stop it and then they pick it right back up the next day when they go to work again so it's different you know it's a different it's not so much like like you're here to make point a b c and d and finish it up we concluded it that's that's more the way you put a short video together you're going to release or but this is really a conversation and it turns out from people that send me direct messages about the podcast or whatever a lot of people just long for fellowship man mm. they long for those long conversations that me and you would have you know, till three in the morning or the pterodactyl. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to you, Dave, I wanted so I looked for a pterodactyl mug to give to you this year, man. I knew you would have known the inside joke. It, it's a rolling by the way, people are confused right now, but it's a rolling <laughs> joke. Oh, I wouldn't say a joke. Actually, if you're there at Golden Springs late at night and you're on the parking lot till about three in the morning on a clear day, you can see a pterodactyl There's fly. A There's a pterodactyl, pterodactyl out there. <laughs> I'm just just letting you know. We we've had some long nights together we've, 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 we've uh without holding hands we've uh, actually brought the sun up together. we have <laughs> That's right. we've spoken to the sun yeah. we had other guys that would be there 
me and we'll Dave would be talking. They fall asleep on the couch. Mm. It was good times, man. Yeah. One time, me and Dave, we went through a drive-thru, and I'm not going to tell that story. I don't know. <laughs> we went to a drive-thru, and we decided halfway through that we didn't really want that. <laughs> so we just drove off, dude. <laughs> we were sitting there with our, we, we were like partners in crime, oh, dude, with, with my pastor friend, and we were there ditching out in an order we made. <laughs> and we went to Tommy's instead, remember? We went to Tommy's. Oh, man. Who was That's with great. us? I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember either. But it was classic. Oh, man. You know what else we need to do, Dave? Sometimes me and Dave would do this. We go to a coffee house or whatever. Well, it's hard to do this now, but and then you just watch pe people watch. You mm -hmm. know, I love to watch. Oh people. man, and and we, you know, because I'm I was I felt like I was pretty good at reading people. You know, I'd be like, oh, this guy's this, and I bounce it off Dave, and Dave would be sitting there because he's been people watching longer than me, you know, and longer than I've been alive. And he's this one particular kid I'll never forget. He's watching. I'm like, oh, he seems like this, and he's like, no, no, for sure, he he's this. I go, you think so? You know. He goes, for, he goes, hey, young man, he gets his attention. He goes, are you taking notes right there for school or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, your parents, um, they're from around here? He's like, oh, no, my, both my parents are immigrants, you know. Boom, he nailed Dave <laughs> knew exactly. This guy was a first generation. His parents were uneducated. And he was in school. Well, the dad was a policeman. That's right. Oh, wow. And the mother was a professor. Remember? Right, 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 right. She was a, she was very smart. That's what it was. Mm. I was the one who thought he was he came from uneducated. Mm -hmm. and he, whatever it was, he mm. nailed. He was the one who was right though about. That. You know, you, you go to a coffee shop and you see kids. Mm -hmm. We were by Biola. Mm -hmm. So Mike and I were just hanging out because he lives in Whittier and I live here and mm -hmm. you know come over and hung out. Then let's meet at some place in the middle. And um, and so we were sitting there just drinking our coffee. We have great conversations. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like we're a podcast without the video. You it, know? it really is. That's, yeah, that's where we, I learned a lot of mm -hmm. this. But so we were having this conversation. I look over and there's all these kids with computers open. They're in college mm -hmm. and they're a little mm -hmm. bit of computer work. Mm hmm. You know, get back. <laughs> You've seen it. It's the fat. Yeah. It's it's the fat in the coffee house. Oh, like you look like you're yeah. more about the scene when you have a computer in front of you and you yeah. get a little coffee. You know uh -huh. what I mean? So yeah. I look like I'm studying. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. then there's this kid, no computer, right? Notes, but he's notes, and I can see him just watching mm. this kid. This is the old school way. Now yeah. we were taught to take notes. You wrote notes for everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, my Bible is that. Um, if you ever, if you can't see it, but mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. just about, we just take notes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I mean, that's just who we are. We were taught that. Look at Bring notepad, notepad, notepad. Yeah. <laughs> take notes for everything you do. Yeah. And so you're just constantly noted out because mm -hmm. you write notes. My book is my bag, notes, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Pens. And so I'm seeing this kid. This is old school way. Mm -hmm. So I'm finding out. I see his book that he's reading by uh, John Dewey, and that's for another subject yeah. in a moment. <laughs> but it was uh but i knew where this kid okay this kid is this is higher education and mm. sure enough he was getting his master's mm. at columbia university wow and yeah. that's not he wasn't just a biola kid but he was completely different and sure enough his mother was a professor and that's what we talked about yep. his parents are educators that's Somebody what it was smart. that's what it was mm. and it was his mom she had a doctorate mm -hmm. in child um education Child, uh, yeah, child. The memory of this guy. You yeah. can't remember. You can't remember how to pronounce certain <laughs> words, but I can kill words. Yeah, My yeah, dyslexic right. brings things uh -huh. bad. But, but, and then I went out in the parking lot and fell in the bushes. You remember that? 
Oh, man. I, I ain't saying anything. I, <laughs> I tripped and fell in the bushes. I'm dude. walking in the wall, so I can't tell. I can't laugh That's at you. That's funny, dude. But and so we started talking about that, you know, mm. and uh, just that people have a different way. And so that's what it is with us is that it's not a matter that we're trying to teach each other. This is a teaching moment. Mm-hmm. But everybody learns something every day. Mm. That's a lie. That's probably the biggest myth in the world is that old dogs can't teach an old dog new tricks. Such mm. a lie, mm-hmm. right? Think of an example of how does somebody learn every day? Mm. Well, you knew today was the second, mm. right? You knew from, but you knew what's in the news today. Who won the football game, mm-hmm. right? Do you see who played attention to the game yesterday? It didn't happen. No, you guys don't pay attention. To <laughs> but you didn't know until you went and looked up the sport and you learned something. Right. So human beings learn every day. Every you learn day. something. Now it depends on what you want to learn. And so with those things, it's just the same thing with us is that mm. what do we see the time that we live in? Mm-hmm. Other people are able to perceive time. That's what great leadership is, mm. a great perspective mm. of what do we see in the world. And it takes time to read books, to study what's mm. going on. We all knew we were headed in this direction. Mm. You were in my classes. Yeah. I told you socialism was coming, didn't I? Mm-hmm. People thought we were crazy. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to accept that. Are you kidding? This is the United States of America. Mm. You didn't. And, and right. But if yeah. you go back in my classes. Sure you're enough. It's, you've been bringing it up. Huh? I've been bringing we're it up going, for 10 years. They're, they're going there. Yeah. There's a book to read. You know, it's called Seven Men Who Rule the World from the Grave. Mm. Get it? It was written 30 years ago. And it got my look into philosophy. And philosophy plays a huge part in our society. Big time. And um, and so, and John Dewey. Philosophy and psychology is a big part of it too. Psychology runs with philosophy. Right, right, right. Because it's all the basis of how you define things. Mm. But this uh, progressive movement, I mean... It's not the reason why I'm bringing a progressive only right now, not because it's a political movement, but it's a religious movement. Mm-hmm. That's what you have on today. This mm. uh, new socialism is a religion, mm. and the religion is the earth, Mother Earth. Mm. But it was from, and that's why you mentioned Nietzsche's philosophy, right? God is dead, and we've killed him. Man becomes the measure, mm. right? I had to take, and so. If man becomes a measure, you killed God. God is dead. There's no eternal hope of God in being with God. And so you took God out, so man becomes the standard. So now man becomes the measure of who you, your hope. Hmm. Socialism, the basis of divide the masses, right? You have to divide the rich from the poor, so you have to kill the middle class. What do you see going on? Mm-hmm. But it was this dependent on the government. But the other part of it was is that if you kill God, hmm. remember what you have to kill? Uh, if you kill God, I don't remember. Where's my hope of going? Mm. Heaven. Mm. So I had to kill heaven. So how do I kill heaven? I replace it. Mm. Utopia. The utopia gotcha. on earth. Well, what are we doing? So you have to kill truth. Remember we talked about yeah. it in my studies? Yeah. And um, I put it online. You can go back and do that class. It's right. a philosophy versus attack where, on the Bible. Where would people find that if they wanted to? It was on Built for Life. I did okay. these okay. videos mm-hmm. before I mm-hmm. went on on leadership okay but i put a bible class on there on that Mm -hmm. subject because it was so important and i served it i I didn't want to put it out it was only for the students Mm but hopefully people see what's going on and um the basis of it was all the way back from bacon to hume to hegel 
to these guys were the attack wasn't on God so much as it was the word of God. Mm. Right. Remember, That's where anti- you start. right. Mm. It was, uh, it was Spinoza's attack mm. on anti-supernaturalism mm-hmm. that God is not a God of miracles. God is bound by the natural laws mm. and bound by the natural laws. Then he's subject the, to it. Well, he's subject to it, but then is the Bible inspired? Mm-hmm. Right? Because if I take the miracles out of the Bible, then God's bound by the natural laws. He's subject to them, as you said. So then how much of the word of God then is absolute truth? Mm-hmm. Right. Because I have to, in our society today, what's the attack on? You don't attack God anymore. Mm-hmm. You're attacking absolute truth. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. I got to silence the church because the church teaches against homosexuality it teaches against drug abuse teaches uh, against these abortion lots. abortion yeah. see those are not political issues that's right. what i've always made clear yep. because if we make them political issues now you divide sides sure i just got a text from somebody this morning that said man my buddy's really angry at the politics hmm. who cares about politics right. in hmm. a sense that mm-hmm. our savior oh we want a politician to be able to give us our free natural rights, right? To be happy. Mm. But it's not, our politician is not our God. Not our savior. I'm happy whether Donald Trump is in office or Joe Biden's in office. That's right. But I have to understand the philosophy that we're in, and that's the attack on God. Right. I mean, think about it. Did Donald Trump change that there's no abortion? No. Still there. Yeah. Is gay marriage people still legal? Are still g- people are still gay. Yeah. Still out there. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, did yeah. did marijuana become the norm? Hmm. What's hmm. changed? Hmm. Because Donald Trump's not my savior. I always say that. If you ever look at my texting on yep. Twitter, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not a Trumper. Yep. Just not a socialist. <laughs> yeah. right. That's what I always say. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not a socialist. Yep. And that's exactly what we bought into. And people mm-hmm. don't see it. Sure, and that's just as dangerous for those who uh, hate that are supportive. You know, like uh, to 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 couple together um, the right political move and and make it make it equal with the gospel is is greater a greater issue because now um, they act up by violence, mm. and so that's what you have to. But Pete, kids, hey, stop and think of it. If we weren't saved, would we be still in TVs? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's let's. I mean, would let's be, we be smoking dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would it be selling dope? Yeah. Uh, sleeping right? around, cheating. Sleeping around, all cheating, that all the other stuff. Having it's funny. Yeah, people like you know ha- having their girlfriends get abortions and stuff like that. It's all it's all part of so, godlessness. Yeah, mm-hmm. godlessness. And so that's exactly what it is. And so for us, it's just the view is that we're just not socialist. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not. But it's a biblical issue. Right. Abortion is a biblical issue, right? You know, and that's um, super important. You're you're right, Dave, because yeah. you know this idea that like it, it it's it's cancerous to think that your view on abortion is because you're a Republican or because you're a conservative. It's your view on abortion is because you're you're a follower of Christ. You know, well, you're a Christian. The, the, yeah. the biggest stupidity is the mask issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do mask help or not? Well, I tell you one thing. I'm not a scientist to say they do or they don't, mm. but I know one thing. If I'm with somebody and they feel comfortable wearing a mask, you'll throw a mask on. I'll put a mask on. Yeah, I'll put, uh, mask. yeah, yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's become right. the whoever thought mask would become the norm, yeah, right? Right. And so, 
Um, I do the same exact thing, dude. Right, and so that's what it is at the church. You, you, know, you respect. Just, somebody puts their hand out, you shake their hand, but if someone puts their fist yeah. out, you give them the fist, right? Yeah, if they, or right. If they stand away, that's fine, because yeah, it's not an it. issue. It's not a spiritual issue. Yeah, I'm more comfortable because I'm not a big hugger. Right, right. You mm-hmm. know, I'm trying to... <laughs> I still can't figure it out. You know, I, the Lord got you off that hook by letting oh, this happen. Lord, <laughs> you don't have to hug everybody. Usually, you would, for me, you grow up, you shake hands, and you hey, it's your yeah. partner, right? Mm-hmm. People like to hug and then shake hands, but I've always got my hand out, and they're just, yeah. they never got it right. Anyway, I don't so hug many people, that. that's for sure. No. That's like, if somebody I'm real tight with, I give them a hug. Yeah. That's a big deal to me. Other yeah. than that, you're somebody I met. Yeah. Let me just shake hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, for a mask, you know, people think, well, that's it. I can't worship God if I wear a mask. Not really, you yeah, know. Right. It's like what is worshiping God? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with a mask, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's funny. Dude. It's now become another fashion statement. It's just, yeah, yeah. it is irrelevant to me. But what is relevant is just the socialism. Yeah, that's a religion, mm. and so it's, it's an attack on Christianity. It yeah. is. It's an attack on your God. You created. You've had a, a monotheistic God, mm. personal, and you made an impersonal, pantheistic God, the world. Mother Earth, we've been primed for this. Mm-hmm. Read John Dooley, Columbia University. Yep. This all has been the, going on. All of the no fur coats and cradle um, the grave. What is it? The yeah, the Animal vegans, rights. vegetarians. Yeah. Like yep, it's all from that. The byproduct of this mm-hmm. humanistic mm-hmm. society. And so it's what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? And so you better. That's the part where I'm really stand against going. Wait a sec. Yep, you can't eliminate God. Yeah. People are looking for hope. And now that this is gone, I mean, the COVID's here. The churches are struggling to survive. Um, thank God I'm not involved with the finances of Calvary Chapel Golden Springs. But, you know, Rawls, he's a smart man. Mm. He's always sharing with us, you know what I mean? I, I can say this, but I've been sharing this with you guys. Watch your money. Mm. Watch what you're spending right now. Yep. Be aware of what's going on in our society today. And if you've got a mass amount of debt, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. You know, we just got our, uh, what do they call that? Woo-hoo. Oh, the stimulus. I didn't yeah. even get mine yet. I don't know. I haven't checked my bank account today, so mm-hmm. maybe I did get it. We got a stimulus mm-hmm. check, you know. Woo. So what do we do? <laughs> Pay the, you know what? Remember, told you. Bought cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you went in looking, okay, let's just pay some debt. And you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We, I don't use my debit card to buy things. As much I used to now, you know, you use your credit card. Use or? the credit card because mm-hmm. if not bank fraud, I mean, all these fraud things are yep. coming out. So you use wisdom, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you're aware of what's being spent sure. or charged now. And mm-hmm. and so you have to be getting married. Are you mm-hmm. going to have the $20,000 wedding? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but man, you're going to. I mean, if her dad wants to pay for it, you can pay whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're going the cheaper route. I tell you one thing when you get older, you discover it isn't so much the ring you bought her, but it's the place you went. Hmm. You know what I mean? Those it's are fun things. True. But then when you get 30 years into marriage, it don't matter where you went. It's <laughs> now it's what, what, how much you've been with this person. Uh, like, yeah. What do you both enjoy together? You know what I mean? We love going to the mountains and, yeah. you know, everything changes with life and you change with life, yeah. you know? And you tell, you tell a stranger, when you tell strangers, you love your wife more than you tell your wife. That's a, that's a bad one right there. Mm. Yeah. And so those are things that I'm sharing with you. And mm. so, but be aware of what's going on in society. Be aware mm. that it's not about this guy or that guy or, mm. you know what? It's the philosophy of yep. socialism. It's here. 
Hmm. You, you know what our parents, our grandparents, our uncles, and it, they fought in wars to keep socialism out, and now we just vote in an office. Oh my, yeah. You know, Thank uh, God my dad's not sitting. He oh, get him fired up. Yeah, dude. I mean, I had an uncle thirty years in the Marine Corps, master sergeant, killed everything. <laughs> he took photos of it. Yeah, that's my wife. He had photo albums. Don't look at that one. That one's really bad. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But his deal was he would take pictures of people that they killed. Wow. In yep. Vietnam. Three tours in Vietnam. Not one. Three. Wow. And he went and shot everything. 30 years a Marine. Nice. And that's what he did. Is he passed away or something? He passed away. Like Very eating, quiet man. He didn't have to see his, his country sold out, though, you know? Yeah. He, <laughs> no. he, he was... He was angry anyways because the Marines, Already, a man yeah. like him wasn't, uh, because of the old way of fighting war has changed, mm-hmm. right? Think about it. One day they're going to use drones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the use of, someone talked about Chinese are creating a superhuman army. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the soldier's going to be obsolete. Uh. The soldier's obsolete mm-hmm. today, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the pilot, I mean, now they got little nerds. Yeah. I mean, serious. The video, game, video game gamers, guy. they're the yeah. ones. Yeah. They're the ones. They're working behind the scenes, flying. They got cameras it's on the tech bombs. guy, dude. It's the tech guys. <laughs> you got to be a nerd to Nick, be. Now Josh, now Josh Mendes is the war hero. Josh Mendes. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Josh uh, Mendes, dude. <laughs> yeah, when Josh Mendes is now the, the hero. war hero. Mm. He's a beautiful man. Yeah. So, But you know what I mean? Things have changed. A man like my uncle mm. is obsolete. Mm. You know, because now, even today, if they use drones, right? The police department, you got a bad guy surrounding you. Mm. You're, or you're surrounding a bad guy. You don't have to stick your head up. Hey, is he looking out the window with his rifle? Send the drone in. Uh. Send the drone in. Mm. The little nerd down the block. You know, put the little thing. Right outside the window. Uh. Yeah. But you know what, though? Are they peeking at you? Mm. Interesting, mm. huh? Yep. But don't believe the shot lie. What's the mm. shot lie? The shot, you take a shot and it's got all your DNA or your uh, information. That's the lie. The vaccine. That's the lie. Do you, that's, do that's, you uh, have an opinion about conspiracy theories? Oh, yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. not true. Gotcha. Let me share this with you, okay? And this is the fact that you can prove, okay? Real simple. Apple. The mm-hmm. police department went after Apple. Remember the little terrorist guys? They shot and killed all those people over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about four or five years ago in San Bernardino. Oh, yeah. And they wanted to get in their phones. Mm-hmm. The government mm-hmm. did. So they went after Apple to hack in there, and Apple said what? Well, they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Yeah. And so what did they do to Apple? Nothing. Mm. Why? Because it's against the law for the government to trace people. Mm. So if you have such a law like that, do you think people are going to be injecting you? Mm. Right? Mm. They still can't I, yeah. do it today. Can, yeah. I, can the police department just get in your phone and grab it from you and look into it? No. Mm. Well, so then... What makes us think they're going to give you a shot that you don't know about? Right, right. I mean, it's simple. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't take much logic. Well, I for mean, that. I, and 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 on that token, you know, like, you know, when people get real scared about the end times and Mark of the Beast and all that stuff, it's like that's a choice you're going to make. You're not. You know what I mean? Like, you're not getting tricked into what I'm saying is right. Am I right? You're not yeah. getting tricked into. I understand this. If you take anything now with a code on it. It's not the mark of the beast. Right, right, right. It's not until after the tribulation period starts. Mm-hmm. So that's there's a rapture. So if there's a rapture and you believe in a pre-trib, then you do not have to worry about 
the post trip. You don't right. have to worry about, my God, she is the mark. No, they it's snuck, not the mark. They snuck up on me and <laughs> yeah. I took the mark. I'm done, they Dave. Snuck, that's it. No, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like a credit card, right? I mean, there's people that are paranoid. A receipt, 666. I better buy something else. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just, you've gotten just, way crazy. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, superstitious yeah. Christianity. Superstitious Christianity. Um, but you, you, I mean, it's not to discredit that we do see that people are being primed for a mentality, right? It's just, but it's just, I, and I want to, I want to do, I do want to touch on that, what you just said, like to, to Christians have what's on their plate with their walk with the Lord and, and, and their fellowship with God and their time in the word and growing in him that they can become distracted thinking that they're figuring out all these things that are going on in the country in conspiracy and who's hiding stuff. It's like, you know, all of a sudden you, you're investing so much time and mentality and, and in, in trying to figure out the code that's being hidden from you that you're not just enjoying your walk with the Lord and being useful with the people around you that God's put in front of you. And it's really sad, you know, and that's where I leave that alone. I'm not worried is the thing is like, you know, if they're sneaking, even if somebody is, you know, oh, they, it turns out, you know, when you open up your, your DVR or whatever, there's cameras in there. So what, dude? Like, I mean, my, I, I will follow the Lord, dude. And, and I have the Holy Spirit in me and a calling what God's called me to do. And I want other Christians to be walking with the Lord. I'm not, I'm not here to try to uncover whoever see there's I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff. We know what's going. We've heard about things that are going on with the voting and the lies. Of course they are. Of course people are lying out there that are not Christians and not walking with the Lord. But how important it is for Christians to be focused on the relationship with Jesus Christ and what God's doing in their life, you know, and not worry that you know, they accidentally took the mark of the beast by getting 5G or something, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And Dave brings us up. I, I love the way you share too about, you know, Christians not getting too carried away and, oh, I'm anti, you know, Apple or I'm anti Starbucks or I'm anti. Because it's like, bro, like, if you're going to go down that road, then you can't wear the name brand anything. You know, yeah. they're all, you yeah. You can no longer watch TV. You can no longer drive yeah. a Japanese car. You know, it's just, yeah. it gets it gets too far out there, you know. And, and, and people have, people have been, that's my biggest fun is with people, with Christians with that are anti, you know what? I don't drink Starbucks because they're anti Yeah, they're pro-gay you know, marriage. They're pro-gay yeah, marriage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. hang on a second. I had a phone call on my Apple. <laughs> oh, going, Wait a minute. Wait a second. You know? <laughs> so it's anti-convenience. Anti yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, you ever heard people, I'm not using any Chinese products but you're using a Chinese product to announce that you're not using Chinese products, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, exactly. It's hypocrisy, you it's know? So it's, it's derailment from what's yeah. important, you know, in life. And and maybe something we could... Go ahead, go ahead. But that's where we're at today because people have, getting calls, people have gotten so caught up hmm. on politics. Hmm. Politics has become a new religion. Sure yeah. has. You know, you have your Christianity... You have your sect that are just your outside Christian mm -hmm. forms. You have your cults. And now you've just created a new religion of mm -hmm. politics. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yep. What, whatever your view is of politics. And mm -hmm. churches have now created. But I'll tell you one thing. Imagine having your pastor preaching to you politics, politics, mm -hmm. politics. And then your guy lost. Yeah. yeah. And now how much credibility do you have? Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the things that really breaks my heart is when you have a curious, honest, curious 
person that was raised in a democratic home or something. And they're just curious. They and feel, we all were. Right, 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 right. And and they come to church or they, they're curious. Somebody, oh, man, like, you know, the other day, you know, I felt like I was hearing a sermon about Jesus and it really touched my heart. I'm kind of curious. And 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 all of a sudden you just spoil an opportunity to minister to somebody because you're so caught up on politics or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of the conversations we had when all this was going on is like, hey, how much do I bring up? these things, you know, when a voting coming up and I told him, you know what, Sal, just teach the word, bro. Like, mm. you know, teach the word. Bro. That's raw. Yeah. Raw's not talking about Democrats or Republicans. Mm. He's just talking about socialism is a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a religion. Right. So you're preaching about, I mean, in uh, Luke 21, not to get all, no, like, yeah. you know, but I can find him getting seen now. Where's Luke David? I know you. Well, it's uh, <laughs> that's in the New Testament, right? Yeah, it's in the New Testament. <laughs> what were we talking about? Luke, here? <laughs> no, so keeping but false keeping Christ. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, false Christ. Mm. But it talks about wars and rumors of wars. And mm. Luke, uh, what is it, Matthew 24? Was it Mark 13? Luke 21. You know what I mean? Wars. Uh, commotion, terrified by these things. Don't be that way. Mm. And it talks about these mm. things are literally the Bible is speaking of the end times. Sure. False messiahs. And now our society is looking for hope within a society, sure. you know, cans and plastic and all of these things. And that's the stuff that, man, we created a new world order. Yep. But don't get caught up. And that's sure. what I share with people. All these people, listen, drive you insane. Mm. They will. Yeah. What do I believe? Hey, something is exciting. I think in 180 days or something, they're going to announce all these UFOs. Oh, no. Did you really? see that? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, it was on Fox uh-huh. News. The government's going to release, like, what are the myths? What are, they've what, been hiding. What they've yeah. been hiding, right? <laughs> and it's like, okay, you know what I mean? And so it's like, wow, what does it disprove? What does it discredit anything? Does there life outside of there? You know what I mean? And... It's just the wildest things that people get caught yeah. up, like a flat mm. earther, right? Yeah. yeah. You're so caught up in something because you haven't, you know, take an airplane, you realize, well, we are round. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I told somebody recently, I'm like, you got to talk a lot of pilots into backing up your life. That's the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every pilot has to get in on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, let's all tell the whole world about this lie so that we, you know, and you, if you're going to be a pilot, you got to get in on this. All right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of ridiculous, but you know, I digress the, the, Oh, what was I going to say? There's something you brought up. Oh, Oh yeah. No, I want, I wanted to touch that. So, you know, cause you mentioned, um, not politics, you know, but talking about Christ and you mentioned Golden Springs and I just want to say this, you know, there, there, you may see, cause Pastor Raul Reese will mention as a Marine, some of the things he feels or believes, but I assure you this, you go into that church on a, on a, uh, to hear a Bible study, you're hearing Bible study, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's, that's really what we're talking about here. It's not that people don't have views, political views. I've separated those conversations. Somebody wants to know what I believe or think or what my view is on stuff, being coming from a military family, whatever, that's fine. But that's as separate as me talking to you about why I think my favorite football team is my favorite football team or why I think this singer is a greater singer than that one or whatever. That's just me sharing with you what I see or what I believe or what I've known or things I've studied. But when it comes to the truth of God and our Absolute callings and truth. where we are, you know, it's mm. 
And that's what you're, that's what you see in solid Bible teaching churches, you know, a place. And, and if there's any pastors out there or whatever, you know, cause I know there's a couple of guys that teach Bible studies that listen in, you know, you want to know that what you're giving people is God's word, right? Which never comes back void and has been, has stood through the test of time, you know? And so, yeah, sure. You feel convicted or you feel strong about things you believe in or whatever. And, and I think what you brought up was super important is that some of these subjects have been wrangled together as if they were po political subjects and they're not. You can talk about abortion from a pulpit, talk about gay marriage from a pulpit and not be a political person. That's a biblical subject that comes up in the Bible, by the way, when you're, when you're going through the text. Mm. Um, but but to encourage pastors that do teach the word out there, don't let yeah. it become a political and show. And the biggest, oh, that's the thing too, is that we're talking about time. Hmm. You've got to find time for your wife. And if you're going to hang out with people, hmm. I think the worst thing is just wasting your time. You ever like hung out hmm. with somebody going, man, that I was a waste of time. Hmm. Waste of time. Me and Dave used to, uh, the, only, the, only, the only thing that would waver whether or not somebody's going to hang out with one of our talks is if they're the type of person that can really listen and stay engaged or if they're just going to go off on some tangent it's yeah. like yeah we're not going to invite that guy yeah <laughs> and as a pastor you want that you know what i mean is that i want people to believe what i believe you know what i mean mm -hmm. i dealt with people that had division in churches mm -hmm. and that's because you hired people you brought people in your leadership that didn't believe the same thing didn't you think did like you did mm -hmm. yeah you know what I mean? If you're going to believe God's a monkey, then go find a church that teaches God's a monkey. <laughs> mm -hmm. hang, out with the, hang out with those people. Right. Mm -hmm. Hang out with those people. You know what I mean? So your leadership was always, you want to believe what your pastor believes. If you're a Calvary Chapel, I'm a Calvary Chapel. Right. And so I want to believe what Calvary Chapel teaches. Mm. Not what we feel Calvary Chapel should teach. No. What, what Chuck teach. teach. Yeah. Mm. And the reason why I bring up Chuck is that Chuck isn't the authority like Christ. But Chuck stayed consistent biblically. Right. His arguments were sure. sound. Sure. The Bible teaches both predestination and free will. He didn't avoid one for the other. Sure. He reconciled them together. Hmm. And that keeps sound theology, the right? Balance, the balance, balance. words. Yeah. Hmm. He didn't disqualify each other. And so when you still want to hang on to something, so when you come into a church, what do you believe? Mm, yeah. Right? I want to believe my pastor believes. Mm. And so it allows me to stay sound. It yep. allows me to stay, you know, if I'm a Baptist, then go to a Baptist right. church. But don't bring Baptist into, exactly. I'm going to change Calvary Chapel. Mm. Yeah, if you're sitting so. in a church and and you you can't get over something that you don't agree with, then leave. That's leave. fine. That's oh, fine. Yeah. Leave, you, you know. You want to show your rebellion or show you're against what a church teaches? Leave. Leave. Mm. Yeah. Don't give your money. Yeah. Right. Right. That's the way it is. Yep. And forcing you. the yeah. worst thing you can do is go in and try to start changing people. That's the worst thing I've ever uh, seen is to try, people try to create a platform for themselves within a ministry and change people's minds. It's like, yep. well, why are you there then? Why are you there, bro? Mm -hmm. You know, just leave, dude. And yeah. if you really feel like you're the anointed one who God has shown uh, all of the hidden things that nobody knows, go start a church somewhere, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, I can't tell you all the years, Pastor Raul does it wrong. Well, then go start a church and see if he's <laughs> Do it right it. then. Do yeah. it right. Go, you know. No, I need to be able to have the platform. No, you don't get a platform yep. here. Or I need to tell him that he's wrong. So, yeah. dude, yeah, that's God's man. Let God deal with him yeah. if you really don't think so. That's right. Know? Go start a church and see how it is, you know. That's right. Now that are really, that's the reality yep. of it, you know. And yep. so, it, 
Just keep it simple. Mm. Keep it simple that way. Okay. So same as a marriage. If I'm going to not be with my honey, it's got to be something worth worthwhile. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if not, you'll be frustrated. I hate that. I hate wasting days. I hate mm. wasting time. Mm. I hate spending time. I love people. Yeah. But if we're going to have conversations, I'm not going to want to sit down and the five points of why we are Republicans. <laughs> yeah. Or one thing he always used to tell me is, uh, you know, don't just don't dwell on the past too long. You know, you want to talk about what God's doing with you now. There's that old you saying know? with, uh, it's a book. Uh, uh, I need to read it again. The screw tape letters. You ever heard by yeah, C.S. Lewis? Course, yeah. It's about the, the screw tape was a demon and he's writing this letters. These are forms. I think it's 30 something letters in the book. Yep. It's been a long time. And, but he writes a demon. He tells him, "Get if you can get people to live in the past, man, they get depressed. Or you get people to live looking into the future, they really get frustrated because they don't know it. Mm. But if you want to lose him, he told the little demon, he says, you lose him if you get him to live now. Mm. Let him to see reality, what's going on. What God's doing. What mm. God is doing. What God, you know, preparing you. And so that's the same thing is that, yeah. man, we can get into these skepticisms of everything. And you'd be in trouble, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so, because so many people are writing stuff on it, and then it becomes truth. What is that old saying? If you believe a lie, you speak a lie long, long enough, enough, people believe it's mm. the truth. Yeah. It's today, you know yeah. what I mean? Our media, even yours, is that our, the, uh, the, the, the podcast you're doing today, right? Mm-hmm. Is it grounded on truth? Mm. I mean, mm. it's enjoyable to have a great podcast. Mm. But man, you're you're listening to things. You're challenging. Sure, you're making people think a little bit. But at the same time, enjoyable conversations. Yeah. Part of the evolving of of this podcast has been us talking about who we would bring on, right? So we enjoy everything that we did and what we were learning and all that. But there have been times when uh, you're sitting there and you're thinking, man, you're giving somebody a platform, you know. So being wise about, you know, mm-hmm. considering, you know, that people will listen. And they'll, they'll believe, you know, they'll just say, okay, yeah, you know. And so it, it takes the boldness to be able to say something. If somebody says something wrong, you know, to be able to say, oh, wait a minute, you know, that's not, no, that's not true or whatever. But then also the next thing is just, just really having conversation that, that is fruitful, that's worthwhile, you know. If somebody's going to listen to something for two hours, I hope there was something good in there, you know. Yeah, well, there better be something good, you know. It's like... Okay, what are we talking yeah. about today? Yeah. You know, what are the thoughts we're taking? Mm-hmm. We did. We covered a lot of subjects, mm-hmm. but they were uh, hopefully there are subjects people Absolutely, are really yeah. interested. Uh, in. One more about. question: uh, okay. Do you have any plans for twenty twenty one? Yeah, you know, well, nothing worse than saying I just want to survive. Mm-hmm. Even two thousand twenty was <laughs> was it a survival mold? Mm-hmm. Was there things to learn? There was no work that God could do. We were just surviving. Oh. Huh? <laughs> I tell you one thing: and great people have been innovative through it mm-hmm. i did a video on it on just man i love the way there was like raw they were really wanting to relate and so if you're going to look at 221 i was supposed to go next week i was going to leave for columbia and i was going to go down there we're going to do seminars with the pastors down there we're going to get elsewhere all the columbia pastors were in leadership we were going to get together mm-hmm. and i had this four day conference i was going to teach uh, morning mm-hmm. noon and night for four wow. days mm-hmm just pouring into them and it got canceled. It's all halted. Mm-hmm. Well, it's on a hold mm-hmm. because man, I'm, my goal is still to get down there, mm-hmm. but I've now 
being part of the staff at Cabernet Golden Springs as the assistant director in the college, I want to be able to reach out. Hmm. How can I reach out more innovative? How can I do things? Man, there's a lot of stuff we're going to do with leadership mm-hmm. there. I'm assisting Pastor Dale and helping him. And dude's a stud, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he blinded one eye and he just went almost blind in the other. How's he doing with that? I'm just curious. He's a stud. Yeah. Don't bother him. He'd mm-hmm. smack us around what he can see, right? <laughs> if you're going to say something bad about him, stand on the side of him. <laughs> Make sure you're quick with your reflexes right. and dodge that hand. <laughs> and he does. He's just very yeah. calm, no, man. No, I know. We're joking. Yeah, I know. And, and so, but you know what is that? Man, I'm I'm serving with a pastor that has a vision that's just unbelievable. You know, churches are falling apart. Mm-hmm. You won't believe if you went to our New Year's Eve service, people are coming. Mm-hmm. And and people are just wanting to grow, but just to hear the word. People are tired of politics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so they want to come to church and just grow. And that's been the benefit. For, so for you and I... Mm-hmm. How much more do we really want to just focus on the word of God? Sure. You know what I mean? And so we're just another opinion when it comes to politics, but we're not when it comes to the authority of the word of God. Right on. And that's what we want to be successful at. And so for me, it's just, what is my vision? Mm-hmm. Wow. There's so much you can do yeah. trying to stay healthy, but at the same time, it's that, how are we going to reach out? How are we looking to what we have? There's men that want to be raised up, men like yourselves that want, hey, whoever dreamed of a podcast two years ago, did you? No, uh-uh. we we didn't even, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. great inventions come from, not that you just invented the wheel, mm-hmm. but you had to be working with products yep. mm-hmm. to be able to get to realize you needed a wheel. Mm-hmm. And so in the same way with us is that, are you now limited in living or dying off your podcast? No. Nope. Mm-hmm. No. Go like that. Right. Well, look at ministry. That's yep. why I shared with you guys. Don't be a fly in the night. What do they call that? A shooting star. Mm-hmm. I've seen it so many times. People come in ministry, mm-hmm. shooting stars, and then where are they today? Yeah. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah. And I, I would have done that to myself if it wasn't for people grabbing hold of me, smacking me. Yeah. <laughs> vision. It's, mm-hmm. That's what keeps us going. What is your vision? Mm-hmm. What is my vision? My, my vision is open. Hold up Pastor Raw's arms. Mm. But my vision then is to come alongside with you guys and help you keep moving forward. Mm. So for me being here today, it's success for myself because we got to grow together. We got to communicate together Mm. and to express ourselves. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, our common denominator was Christ. Always. Always is Christ. Mm -hmm. And so now that allows us to keep growing. And that's what exciting ministry is all sure. about, right? The person I'm going to hang out with today, you know, they're uh, they're 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 dealing with the COVID. You know what I mean? They have diabetes, mm-hmm. and their company made them stay home. Think about this. Imagine your company. You work from home. Mm-hmm. You know how easy it is to stay home. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me tell you, man. I'm an introvert, mm-hmm. right? You give me 15 books. I'm happy camper at home, right? Four walls and 15 Four books. Four walls, 15 books. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so now and you get a little bit worried about what's going on with the COVID because it's real. Mm-hmm. And so you may never come out again. Mm-hmm. So like I said, you're being innovative by going, how are we reaching these people that can't doing? come out? Yep. What are we doing? Mm. Yep. And social media, I was just reading today. Was it today? Or yesterday? Well, you're always reading something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is Should that be. Amazon has just skyrocketed. 
But Zoom has skyrocketed. So people that were innovative on the front, yep. recognizing what needed to be done, have become the very normal people of success. I mean, even, even like as simple as like hamburger stands or whatever, you could have one that was way more successful before pre-COVID, right, than another yep. one. But because they didn't make the proper transition when COVID started with their to-go services or their curbside services or whatever, you see things flopping. And you're like, wow, it wasn't just, yeah, of course, quality is the best thing or whatever, but it wasn't just that. Somebody had to be innovative with the times and what's happening, you know? And we saw that. We saw that immediately with our with our prayer, our hearts with ministry. It's like, okay, Lord, like first podcast we ever did was like, was at the spike when COVID first hit, right? Yeah. And we, and literally his question was, like, why, did you, why did you want to do this today? Why were you willing to do this? And it was like, because this is what's in front of me with where we're at, you know? And, and. If this is something God puts in front of me and it lines up with him and what God's called me to do, mm. then then I'll, I'll roll with it. You know, instead of saying, no, I'm not about that because I'm trying to build this over here. It's all going to mm. pass real quick. It's all going to, you know, and there's people like that. They're like, oh, we'll just hold on, you know, as if, as if, like you said, surviving, as if, you know, we're not active right now in this time as Christians. We're just waiting for it all to come back to what it used to be. It may never come back to what it used to be. You, you know? know what? And that are we active still? Mm -hmm. I've, I have flourished mm -hmm. through this COVID. And you go, well, how did you flourish? Well, I had a business, my ministry that I had was a nonprofit taking care of helping churches out. Sure. But I went from one to all of a sudden coming on staff at a giant church. So I might reach, well, I'm not reaching the more educated ones in a sense that they're pastors, but now I'm reaching guys that don't have a vision that want to give them a vision. Mm -hmm. And so for all of us, when you get married, things are going to change. For sure. Your podcast days, right? Mm -hmm. I thought we were going to hang out on Saturday morning or, okay, babe, I got to pick and choose. And so everything, then you have a baby. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to start looking at our society. Okay, what am I eating that I shouldn't be eating? Well, I know both of you are going to make a big change. You, the moment you got married and you had a motorbike and you crashed, where's the <laughs> motorbike at? <laughs> I don't know. And it wasn't anything that you weren't a lousy rider. Yeah, yeah. It's not that you're a lousy rider, mm -hmm. but you realize there's more dangers that I can't put myself under anymore because I need to be able to take care of my family. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so for all of us, it, it, those are things that change. But we can sit there, no, I'm going to ride my motorbike. Mm -hmm. Or say, you know what? I have to change with the times. I got to change with my life as it's moving forward in that way. I think the big thing what you're saying is just staying in that perspective that anything can go yeah. like that isn't part of what God's doing, you know? Mm -hmm. Sure, there's plenty of things that we enjoy. There's nothing against... I know Christians that are serving and they still ride motorbikes. That's fine, but... Mm -hmm. but uh, And I'm not cutting that like I'll never do it again, but I hear what you're saying is that is that your priorities get lined up and, and mm -hmm. you know and and you're adaptive with what god's doing you're not like yeah. this defines me this is yeah. what you know I, if a man of god has the holy spirit in him and he's walking with the lord god can use them you know oh think about this how, how big our churches hmm. can um if our society crumbles this month is huge Right? It does, because now they're going to stop. If you paid rent, you didn't have to pay it through the COVID. There was a law. Now, they were giving grace to the renter that's paying it. There was grace towards the guy that had the mortgage. Well, this January 1st, it's in effect everybody. 
Now you have to pay or get out, and I'm going to pay my mortgage again. And so what's it going to do to our society, especially with people mm-hmm. been out of work? Mm-hmm. Right? What does it do to them that the, that, you know, and so we're going to see a, an effect towards the church. It's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. And so what happens to our church? What happens if they start taxing the church? I just read something today, and you can <clears> look <throat> it up. Um, oh, damn. It's on Fox News. Mm-hmm. Can I g- grab my Absolutely. phone? Yeah, you can okay. do whatever you I'm want. I'm always looking. There's no... Uh... <laughs> There's no rule book in, in here. Oh, there's no rule book. We're okay. Have Max be our, our Google. I know. That'd well, be you, great, have to, huh? you have to. Max, be pull a, this up. Yeah, that's Max, a, pull that'd it be up. great, huh? And then but, side screen it later on. Oh, well, just sit there and talk about it. Max is that <laughs> there's a law, there, and Fox News, they're passing, they're, it's a saying of laws in 2021, mm-hmm. right? Have you seen that? Do you? No, I haven't. No. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and forgive me because I read I've been too busy Fox, doing the work of God. <laughs> and uh, I read CNN. Oh, yeah. Sure. I read Daily Wire. And so I, I don't read too many, but I love to read everybody's view. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're not just sold on one. I'm not group. sold in. I'm definitely, you know what I mean? But the only reason why I picked up on it was that um, they're passing these laws that will come out. And one of them is, is that if you're a nonprofit, the only the, you don't have to get, you're not going to charge you tax on your property if you have children in your, like in your church. Hmm. Now I have to be able to define it, so I don't want to turn around and think I'm, uh, you know, some I'm not a lawyer or, or a guy that like that. But if you read it, they're saying that if you don't have children at your church, we're going to tax your property. That's crazy. Do you imagine taxing Calvary Chapel Golden Springs? On their property tax. Mm. It's a big property. It's a huge property. Yeah. And what it's worth today. Now, I'm sharing that with you guys is that what happens? They start taxing the churches. Mm. Yeah. I mean, for every guy that's sure. like Raw, every guy that's like us that we watch our finances, Raw's not some rich guy. Mm. Doesn't pull mm. up on a Mercedes Benz. He's not a Guy wearing a big nugget ring. Guy wears shorts. He's a he's a surfer. You know, drives what I a mean? Mini Cooper. Drives a Mini Cooper or a pickup truck. Yeah. That, but for him, there's that one guy that says, "God says I need a Learjet. Mm. I need this or I need that. I need to drive around a Mercedes or you know what I'm saying." Mm. And so now, that's where it's giving the church a bad name. And so sure. then they look at raw. They look at you. They look at you. You don't care about people. You just want to make a living. As a job, being a pastor, that's just a title hmm. and not a calling anymore. Forgive me, I can't find it here. It's all good. So, but look it up. So there's some law, yeah, some laws that are being passed. Yes, and it's in a state. That could, that could potentially change the way we, the way things operate or are done. What happens to us at the church? Like Chuck Smith said, church started in the homes. Church can end the home. Hmm. So how are we now? The reason why I brought that up, how are we preparing for Bible studies? How are you discipling people? How are you discipling? That's what it is with us. Yep. Our maturity is we're not leaders unless someone's following. Yep. Right? I don't mm. care what you call yourself. Yep. But a great pastor is not the how many people you have, but are you moving people forward that you do have, sure. right? How impactful are you? Yeah. And so that's what it is with us today, you guys, is that what are you going to do tomorrow? What is our plan? Who are we discipling? Yep. Mm. Why do I carry my bag? Because I got books in it. I'm always, always ready. Up, always ready. I got books on marriage, family, from raw, sermons, simple, 
No, what's that old saying? You have a sermon in your pocket, mm -hmm. sermon in your heart, and your sermon on your sleeve. Mm -hmm. And you always use the one on your heart, right? Do we have a sermon ready for tomorrow? Mm. You know what I mean? So all these things have to be part of ministry. So my booklet, oh, let me run in my office. I'll come right back. Forget no, it. No. Office right here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have my uh, second I carry with Romaine. It's deep, mm. right? I carry philosophy of ministry. I have Calvary Chapel distinctives, marriage books. And so I always have something, even I carry, uh, one of the great books on leadership is uh, Spiritual Leadership mm -hmm. by Oswald Sanders. Man, deep. I carry some of those with me. So wherever I'm at, I want to be able to disciple people. I want to be able to have something. But the key is, have I read those books? Mm -hmm. Have I prepared, right? That's why I read books. Why? Mm -hmm. So we can talk about any conversation. Mm -hmm. And then we know the books to be able to allow people. Yeah. That doesn't doesn't take a hundred dollars to do that. It takes yeah, like ten bucks that. in an Amazon account, yeah. <laughs> right? Because you can't sure. go in the bookstores anymore. And plus, breaking my heart, expensive. though. Yeah, but we used to get books cheap, Dave. We still do, <laughs> right? I mean, there's still bookstores that are open. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. last great bookstore have you ever been down there in L.A.? Mm -hmm. It's like two. You've never been? Yeah. The the the, the last bookstore. Yeah. Down in LA, it's off of uh, I can't remember Sixth Street You've or seen something. Pe people take Spring? pictures in there, bro. And so, oh yeah. And so we've taken pictures. Yeah. But man, that's a place we want to go to use bookstores. When was the last time you've gone to a used bookstore? It's been a minute now, but uh, but yeah. yeah uh, you know me, I, I like books, dude. That's a funny thing when people always ask like, hey, you got, when people ask for uh, a recommendation of a pastor, like who to live, hey, I want to recommend Pastor Rawls some Calvary Chapel stuff. But they're like, people will call me back. I have a buddy who's like, hey, do you have any other teachers that you like listening to? I'm like, Nah, not really, dude. I can recommend a couple of books to you, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really listen to a lot of My teachers. My website, it's got books. There you go. Did you have a, a list, recommendation Recommendation list, right? of That's on builtforlife.org. Or, yeah, okay. number four, builtforlife.org. Oh, yeah, that's a uh, builtforlife.org. Four. Mm. Man, and so... There's a book recommendation in there. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've every subject. It's a good... I recommend anybody that's in teaching or whatever, get every book yeah. you see on that list. It'll mm -hmm. help yeah. you out. I have great articles, but anyways, it's not about that. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just but throwing out there. It's good. Go find used bookstores. Mm -hmm. And the, way, the reason why I have that list, only I'll say this, is that when you go to a bookstore, you can find some of the authors. Well, yeah. there's an author. He mentioned sure. it. I'll buy it hmm. and grab it and read it. Grab it for resource, right? Yep. And don't stop. There, you have a great library. You know, you have a neat little used bookstore down the street here off of Lemon. Oh, you don't want to tell mm -mm. people where you live at, right? It's he lives good. right here. Right? <laughs> okay. But down the street, there's a Goodwill. Mm -hmm. And because of the oh, college yeah. in here, I can't tell you how there's many a lot of nuggets. Good books in there. There's some great books for 99 cents. That's mm -hmm. one of the first things Dave used to do is take me and go get Japanese. And then we walk over to the oh. bookstore and with a full belly of mm, sashimi, yeah. we would, I'd walk out of there with 10 books every time. Yeah, books. Yeah. And so read, read. Don't get... Um, Today's society, everything's online, everything's on Kendo, everything. You know what? Buy the books, get the books. Why? Because what are you going to give the people? Hmm. Hey, do me a favor, just go on Kendo and buy the book. <laughs> no, I sure, got the money, yeah. right? You know yeah. what I mean? And so hmm. you get the paper books, yeah. have them, read them so that you know. Hmm. Remember our classes, what I say in the college that don't think and quote to me, you know, Wikipedia, YouTube. On YouTube <laughs> I want yeah. facts. I want you to know, look it up. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so it's important for us to do that right on flexibility that's cool that's cool yeah
I think that's uh gonna that's be hot. the wrap. But I think uh Mike, yeah. if you'd like to um pray for Dave yeah. today, this morning. Any prayer requests in particular, Dave, or you just want us to lift you up? Uh, my wife doesn't leave me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's just <laughs> Father, we thank you so much for your your grace towards us and the way you've always been so kind to us, Lord, and for teaching us. And I thank you for Dave and I pray that you continue to do a great work in him and through him. And I thank you for our friendship, Lord. Above all, I, I really thank you for the fellowship that we've had over the years. And we look forward to the things that you're going to do, Lord. We're thankful for the things that you're doing in us and all the things you've taught us. We pray for Pastor Rawl and we pray for Pastor Dale and everybody at yes. Golden Springs. And I just pray, Lord, that you would continue to do a great work and lead and guide us in your direction. We love you and we thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All righty. Oh, there's a lot. We could have been here all day. Yeah. That's it. It's a wrap, huh? Yeah. Oh. Unless you want to go get Chinese food. (laughs) (laughs) I would love you. (laughs)